Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. morning. Isn't it nice how light it is in the morning? Lovely. Yeah. It's lovely. And it's not quite pitch black in the evenings when yes. we leave it as is. well. It's a very nice change. This uh, latest edition of Pleb Banter that we're getting out of the way right now. You yeah. guys got anything else to bring? I've brought the skies. Um... Not, seen anything interesting on television? No, watch I don't the really watch Singer. TV. I went to watch the Mean Girls movie. Yeah, watch the traitors. I had a great time with that. I no, I didn't no, watch it seems the your kind of thing. No, no, no. I didn't no, watch it, either. but everyone seems to really enjoy it. I hadn't yeah. heard of it until like last week. I didn't yeah. know what it was. Yeah. People love it. Yeah, yeah. not us, mad though. for it. Yeah, no, yeah. But we don't watch telly really, no. any of us. So no. yeah, no, no. Okay. Yeah. And well, sorry, the Mean no. Girls film. The was Mean good, Girls was movie, it? yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it was mm-hmm. really good. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, really good. enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Went to see it with your girlfriend and wife, mm-hmm. uh, and <laughs> <Who>? <laughs> your girlfriend wife. Yeah. Um, and they at different points in the game, absolutely the, uh, game. the game in the movie, mm. absolutely cracked up mm-hmm. and were like cry laughing oh, at yeah. at it, not necessarily. Oh, with not it. with it. Okay, but, um, I see. It yeah. did make me laugh how much they were laughing. Is that the thing where there's a line my, in it which is um, I've seen a, a, a snake eat a cow. Eat a cow. Yeah. Amy keeps what? telling me about that. She says she just thought that was she so sings, funny. She, she sings a line about how um, she can't even watch when Regina touches his hair and she watched a snake eat a cow because she used to live in Africa. She's saying right. like it's so horrible, it's so horrible to watch horrible. and yet and like that's worse than the time I saw a snake eat a cow. Yeah. You're... Your wife said this, or no. this was a no, line. No, it was in a the line film. in the movie, okay. in a song. Yeah, in and a song. And, and then, Amy told me purely for the sort of the shock of the line. Yeah. And I saw a snake eat a cow. <laughs> yeah, she was really funny. Crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then your girlfriend was laughing yeah. at the line that says, "I'm astounded and nonplussed. I'm filled with calculust." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god <laughs> wow, she does. She enjoys maths. So yeah, that exactly. Would, that she she sense, really so. enjoyed that line. Good. Yeah. Well, she didn't tell me that. No, well, mm, just playing it cool. Yeah, no, like, just, no biggie, no, no big deal, whatever. <laughs> I think we've said enough now to move on to the to the sponsor. Yeah, we yeah. Yeah. We, we happy with that. I think so. Yeah, good pleb banter, everyone. Great job. Uh, we are sponsored each and every week by a wonderful video game adjacent sponsor that helps us keep the one light on. Yeah, the single bulb of oh, the wow. one light on mm. in this studio. Uh, thank you very much to the sponsor of this week. Peter has the ad read in front of him there. Invasive species. Are invading. No. Oh, no. 
It's well, bad. that's what they do. You know, in all sorts of habitats, you get like, there's like a certain kind of- Red squirrels. Yeah, gray squirrels are killing the red ones. Uh, there's a there's a river near me that apparently has the wrong kind of crayfish in it. Oh God, I hate that. Whatever that, that means. But also plants as well come in. Mm. You know, you have Japanese knotweed, something yes. giant hogweed. I think it's bad. It's all bad, and it's ruining our wonderful, lovely habitats and things. Mm. But fortunately. There is a new game coming out from Warner Brothers. Oh, thank God. Who are going right. to deal with this. Yes. They're going to come and sort it out. All yeah. of these foreign, strange plants. Yeah. Coming soon, or now. Yeah. In New Zealand, it's out already, if you got the, the early battle pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Countryside Squad, kill the jungle weeds. <laughs> Very good. Excellent. That's very exciting. That's good. Who do I've, you play as? Yeah, who's in it? Um, hang on, let me think. <laughs> mm. uh, Poison Ivy's in it. Poison. Well, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm desperately <laughs> trying to think of a Harley Quinn pun. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know. How does that relate to uh, killing plants? <sighs> All I can think of is hardly mint. <laughs> <But> that's <laughs> Now that's hardly it's not mint. Even, it's that's not what even she good. says. Because mint, I presume, is like a native species. Right. And if she sees yeah. anything that's not, she that's goes, hardly that's mint. hardly mint, yeah. and then chops it with a scythe yeah. or mm -hmm. something. Big baseball bat. Yeah. Yeah. There's other ones in there too. Probably yeah. other ones. The big shark man. Cute yeah. shark. <sighs> other puns. Other puns. <laughs> Those kinds of jokes. Yeah. I've cool. heard a lot of people sort of pile on this game. Yeah. It's been quite a fun thing for people to just decide to hate. Yeah, the, the 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 countryside squad. Yeah, the clearing of the invasive species. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Some say it's boring and repetitive. That's yeah, a shame, some it? people, yeah. Um, as soon as they started doing the countryside squad game, mm -hmm. uh, found that they had somehow one hundred percent finished it, cleared yeah. out all of the invasive species. It's not real. Oh, oh man, what? you had me going there. Just got got suicide you. squad instead. Yeah, Rubbish. that's a shame. We'll talk more about that in a second. No, we're not sponsored by countryside squad. Kill the jungle weeds. Kill the jungle weeds. We are <laughs> sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. If you go there and support us, you'll have our undying devotion. That's not necessarily true, but we would really, really appreciate that. It means an awful lot to us. And you get access to all kinds of rewards as well, including asking questions on this podcast, early access to worst and weirdest games ever, exclusive access to episodes of Rules Boss and Main Menu. I think there's an episode of Main Menu going out this very soon. I think is it's it out coming tonight? out tonight. At the yeah. time of recording, yeah. yeah. So it's available it is, yeah. right now, so you can go watch that. It's uh, it's disgusting. It is really disgusting. It's pretty disgusting. We say that every time. Yeah, we it do. Is, it's actually disgusting. But um, even just the thumbnail is, like, nauseating. It is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gonna... always, the thumbnail doesn't always uh, convey what, no. but this time it does. You're yeah. going to feel unwell. So that's patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Of course, our website is triplejud.mup. There, there you can find uh, links to our YouTube, Twitch, Discord, if you want a cameo from any of us. Our shop is triplejumpshop.com. New merch. Soon. Soon. Mm. Question mark. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump once again. Uh, you can find us there. Before we talk about what is coming out on the channel slash has come out on the channel this week, we are going to be at Insomnia oh, yeah. 72. Forgot to mention that. We sort of mentioned it in passing on a joint stream a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But it's confirmed. We're going to I-72. That'll be the 29th and the 30th of March next month. Uh, we're not doing anything particularly special, but if you happen to be at I-72, say hello to us. We're being mm. allowed outside, and yeah. it would be lovely to see you if you're about there. Uh, and also, is the position still open? Yes, I was going to say. Um, unfortunately, in terms of notifying you all, and we tried to do it via social media, we uh, we put a job listing up basically 
a few hours after we recorded the previous podcast and it was too late to add it back in um, into the into the edit. But yes, we are hiring. The position's been open for a week and it will be open for a further week uh, and a day uh, after this podcast goes out. Closes a week on Sunday, which is the somethingth of February. Let me tell you. Yeah. It's the... 10. 10. The 10. Um, we are hiring a freelance video editor to work on like 10 point list videos. And... It's the 11th. Oh, is it? Yeah. What did we just, what? You looked at March huh? because it's February now. Oh. It's the 11th. Oh yeah, it is. Sorry. Yeah. What? Yes. It's the 11th. The 11th. You got the an 11th. extra day. Congratulations. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, a, a video freelance video editor. You can work from anywhere in the world. Uh, you have to be 18. Um, and, uh, and good yeah, at videos. And good at videos. So head to our website, triplej.mup. That's ju.mp forward slash careers. And there's a link there to go to the listing. And then that's how you can apply. That's K-O-R-E-A-S. Yes. No. Careers. No. No, it's not. It's the other one. But if you do live in Korea... South Korea, feel you're able to, to work for us remotely if yeah. you wish. I bet your internet's great as well. Yeah. So you'll be able to upload videos like that mm. in the time I click my fingers. A couple of videos out on the channel this week. <laughs> Shut up, Ashton. I didn't say anything. Peter, what came out on the channel this week? The true story of the rise of Dark Souls. Yes. Yeah. That's a Ben Potter special. And and Cat. And Cat. Cat wrote this. Yeah. Um, and she did a fantastic job. That's available right now. It's the next in that series. And uh, I'm really happy with it. So you please go and watch it. Mm. Uh, lovely backstory on not only how uh, Dark Souls has influenced modern day gaming um, and all the Souls likes, what have come from it, but also the foundation of that series. The the Kingsfield. sort of yeah the dark action fantasy games of yore and how demon souls came to be and how demon souls very nearly didn't come to be and it's uh, it's quite interesting i would recommend fans and not fans of that series go and watch that video right now mm. if you've seen it already watch it again and as well as the aforementioned main menu something else isn't there ashton it's also a worst games ever week so if you're a patron it's already out now but if everyone else is out tomorrow where you two played sas anti-terror force was it good boy did we play it well we played played a lot lot of of one bit of it (laughs) (laughs) over and over again i'm not sure how that at the moment we don't know how that's going to be reflected in the edit the edit Uh, but uh, the instructions to alex were we do play the same bit for about half an hour, so please, please just cut, cut a that lot down. Of that out. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure it's a fantastic video, mm. and you'll be able to watch it on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, also, is it? Uh, it's an after dark on Monday, isn't it? It is. Yes. Mm. For patrons of a certain tier, our bonus podcast where nothing is off limits except some things. So <laughs> yeah, check that out on Monday. Should we hop into question one? Yes, let's. Let's. It's from Michael Milan, who says so. Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, which is, it's not that, is it? It's just Suicide Squad kill the Justice League, I think. Seems to be struggling. At the time of podcast release, we should finally know what this game is going to look like. But boy, everything leading up to it sure isn't great. Will this be the straw that broke the camel's back for the live service trend? Or is that just wishful thinking? Is it? I don't know. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Um, Michael. Thanks, Michael. I've got a write-up here from IGN. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League pulled one hour after... (laughs) This is the craziest bug I've ever heard of in my entire life. After Deluxe Edition launched due to bug. Rocksteady Studios have been forced to pull Suicide Squad due to a bug that automatically completed players' games. (laughs) Oh, man. Speedrun. 
Speedrun strats. Though the Batman Arkham Universe live service game doesn't launch proper until February the 2nd, those who paid an extra $30 for the deluxe edition were granted three days of early access. This means it should now be available, at the time of writing of this article, in New Zealand. Um, but as reported by VGC, the game is currently <laughs> offline and will be for several hours. Rocksteady mm-hmm. issued a statement addressing the issue that didn't indicate if it would still be offline as, as of its launch in the US or other regions. The developer didn't say if it would issue refunds for customers who paid an extra $30 either. Well, they have now Oof. had to do something because right, yeah. uh, th- this happened and then it happened it's like the same bug, but they had to shut the servers again, mm-hmm. I think the second day. So I think everyone now has been given $20 of in-game credit back. Woohoo! Oh, nice. So you can spend in-game it in-game credit. Game. Um, I don't know if they refunded it or something, but they definitely gave them $20 of in-game credit because, mm. yeah, basically you couldn't play it for half the time you were supposed to be allowed to play it because the servers were broken. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the issue also brought up on more calls for the importance of an offline mode, which Suicide Squad doesn't have, despite mm-hmm. Rockstar's refusal to call it a live service game. An offline mode will be added after launch, but the developer only gave a vague 2024 release window. Uh, the game has faced an uphill challenge, uh, with revelations about live service elements, with many hoping for a return to the developer's roots with the Batman Arkham-style game in the future. And finally, the PC community will also likely grow frustrated at the quiet edition of Digital Rights Management, DRM, which has long been a controversial subject as players claim it negatively impacts performance. As reported by PC Gamer, Rocksteady added De Nuvo to Suicide's... What's that? <coughs> De Nuvo to Pass. Suicide Squad's Steam page just a week ahead of launch. Mm. Uh, I don't know what that is, but... De Nuvo. De Nuvo. Um, so there you go. Uh, it's a comedy of errors. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's and really unfortunate. On top of that, being completely non-specific, there has been some discourse on social media about people being cross about like story points and how things are being handled mm. and delivered and yeah tonal strange tonal things um, um that's a bit more divisive though like that i've seen sort of two sides of the argument whereas mm. you know when there's a bug on day one that completes the game for you instantly and then they then take the servers down mm. there's no one arguing the case on the other side saying oh well you know never mind uh, i think most people are just very disappointed yeah do so- i Sorry, no, you can't. Well, I was just going to say, do do I think it's going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back for live service? Probably not entirely. I don't think it's going to be the case that we don't see any more live service games going forward. If Rocksteady survive this, then maybe they'll think, all right, we should probably go back to the sort of the Batman Arkham routes. Mm. Um, the issue is, though, they've committed to this for at least a year. But yeah, that's the mm. thing. If you make a live service game, even if they're not calling it that, then financially they're going to have to just, you know... Yeah go i mean yeah. maybe it's a sunk cost fallacy but mm. i guess if they if they do go in for it and keep it going it it is still just going to make the money because that's what live service does and that's the unfortunate thing and that's why i think even despite all of these problems um provided it does okay for a live service game it probably will still pay for itself and so well, financially speaking it will be a success you don't think so i don't think this game is going to break even you don't think it's going to break even? I, I think it'll break even, unfortunately. It might break but, even, but I think they're not. It's not going to do very well. They have been no, making it for a very long time. They're making it for a very long time. That's true. It depends how much money they have spent over the years. Yeah. yeah. The only person I know who's bought it is Ben. Hi, uh, it's me. And I, I certainly wouldn't pay forty quid for it and then have no, to spend money in the game. Mm. I'm not the kind. I mean, this is a bit. None of us would spend 
in-game money, like money on stuff in-game. That's Mm. none of our prerogatives. But I don't think that many people will. I don't think necessarily it's an interesting enough concept for people to be like, yeah, let me get in there and spend extra money on it. Um, I don't think this game is going to do very well. And I'm worried for Rocksteady. I feel worried for them. I uh, think that there is going to be some more layoffs in their future, unfortunately. Um, Because I don't think this game is going to sell very well. And I don't think people are going to necessarily pay for all the live service elements of it. Because like we've said before, if you make a live service game, you have to make your live service game so special, so unique, so enticing that people stop playing their other live service games and come and play yours and spend money on yours. And I don't think Suicide Squad has done enough pre-launch and possibly in the game at all to justify people leaving their current live service game and joining another one. Justify. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I don't think it's going to be the short that breaks the gamble's back for live service games. One, because I'm not calling it a live service game. So they can just be like, well, this isn't a live service game. And that's not why it failed. Um, I think this whole thing is mental. I think that maybe some of what Suicide Squad has been experiencing online is undue discourse. I don't think they're necessarily, it's necessarily any worse than other games that we've seen. Mm -hmm. I think that they have missed the boat in a lot of ways. I think that for one, the accessibility options are bad and um, have been called out online. I think that it, this is just a personal thing about early access. I hate it. And I think it's ridiculous because you spend the days before the game's even released dodging spoilers um, from the story, which is Mm. why all this conversation Mm. is happening about story beats and elements of the game. We've seen people be annoyed that you kill members of the Justice League as if, like, that's That's not not literally in the name Mm. of the game. Um, But, yeah, I think that some of what they've been experiencing is not necessarily fair. However... I also still think that they should not have made this game a live service game. Mm -hmm. They should not have dived into it the way that they have done um, because I just don't think it's going to, it's going to make the money that they think it's going to make because people are not going to spend money on it. I don't think so. I don't think the straw breaks the camel's back and, uh, but I also don't think it's going to do very well. Mm. So devil's avocado. Yeah. Um, on toast yeah i really really feel for those developers yeah Yeah, i feel really it's not even devil's avocado really is it no uh but i i feel i feel so sorry for them because this is it's so apparent that this is warner brothers meddling Mm -hmm. i guarantee you that rocksteady did not want to make a game like this Mm. i can i can 100% 100% with zero scientific research tell you that nobody wanted to make this game. The flipping co-founders left in 2022. If that wasn't a warning sign, I don't know what it is. Apparently the game was in good hands at that point and it could be shepherded over the line without them. But still, you know, they went. Uh, obviously there was the autocomplete bug. Um, there, It was shown off like properly for the first time. It was like a state of play last year, wasn't mm. it? And everyone, when everyone was outraged saying, you're just shooting purple blobs yeah. and numbers are coming off it. And then they delayed it for a year. Mm. Yeah. And then I couldn't find any evidence of this, but I heard someone talking uh, recently about how last week before it came out, they, they had like a, an in-house stream to get hype up mm. for it. And apparently like, 
the entire game just froze and crashed like on stream in front of everyone. It's just like, it, it is a comedy of errors. It's just one thing after another. And I really do sympathize because these guys are doing their, their best. Yeah. And it's Rocksteady. I love Rocksteady. They made three of my favorite games ever. And I get that this is not the game that we want. And it's really disappointing that this is the direction it's gone in. And it sounds like it's very boring. Uh, we don't have a lot of reviews as it stands at the time of recording. Because they didn't send out review because they copies. didn't send out review copies which is which so is, scummy as well. again not good again not a decision made by rocksteady though i would imagine mm. no. uh currently though it's got an 80 from vgc which is quite a surprising one and i imagine that may end up being an outlier a 55 from keen gamer and a 40 from area huegones <laughs> and then there's tons of others with like pending scores as people yeah. doing reviews in progress and yeah. stuff um i mean it could be it, it, this could spell the end for Rocksteady, and that's yeah. what scares me. Although Gotham Knights didn't apparently spell the end for Warner Brothers. Uh, Mon was it Montreal? Yeah. Warner Brothers Montreal who worked on that game. But that's so Warner hope. Brothers Montreal who are part of the Warner Brothers family. They're not a subdivision making a game for Warner Brothers, which is Rock Rocksteady are. I mean, it's that that is true. I just don't so. know. I don't know what happens next with Rocksteady, and we. I, I just. I hope that they make it through this, and that would be a real shame if if they don't. But it has been. It's it's fun sometimes to sort of laugh at the punching bag game that's like a bit of a disaster and everything's going yeah. wrong, but. I do feel like the deck, to a certain extent, even if you don't want a game like this from Rocksteady, has sort of been stacked against them. Like, people want to dislike this yeah, game. Yeah, absolutely. And if it's crap, that's okay. But people have been piling on for, like, sometimes no reason. It's sort of like the Pal World stuff we were talking about last week, yeah. where people are getting behind invented criticisms. Mm. And that's a real shame. And that's the real danger of the misinformation that goes around online. And it's really easy to fall prey to that stuff, especially when websites like IGN yeah. are publishing articles like yeah. they did this week where they said, oh, oh yeah, it's yeah. already down to $44.99 before IGN launch. was scum. Criminal. Before launch, it's already $44.99 in the UK. And then you click on it and it's got an affiliate code that can be used site-wide to reduce the price of any game, not just Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. So not only was it technically an advert but also people will just take that headline at face value screenshot it share it around and it's another reason yeah. why rocksteady are crap yeah and yes i know ultimately i'm not helping my argument here or they're not helping my argument because it seems like the game maybe isn't very good yeah. but it's just like it's so disheartening to see that kind of stuff yeah yeah i i agree that um i think either way whether the, however this performs it could be a disaster for Rocksteady because you know even if this does make some money it has to it's not enough to break even in business you have to like uh you have to you know have like profits to say hey we did a good job here and so in that sense it could be it could be problematic for them but I don't necessarily think that they are that, that the game isn't going to perform well financially because although I agree mm. that oh man this just looks like a pretty boring buggy live service game and that's not our cup of tea live service does exist and people keep making them and that's because there is a completely different type of gamer out there who will play this kind of stuff and will spend money on on the game when they're when they're in game and i don't think necessarily just because we look at this and think oh man this looks looks pretty bad uh that i don't think that 
that necessarily tracks to like how it's yeah. going to perform with a live service sort of audience. Mm. Yeah. Um, but time will tell. I might I might eat those words. Yeah. I think they've had a lot against them. And I also think that Twitter, like you say, has kind of decided that yeah. this is the game that we're going to make fun of. And also some people have just decided that they're going to be hateful and mean mm. and rude and call it woke because they've got a few pride flags in a community that's center. That's outrageous. I hadn't How seen could that they were calling it woke. I hadn't well, seen were, that one. I mean, were, that's predictably... Yeah, yeah. They were taking a bunch of screenshots from the game of like things that were in there that were just part of a human existence. And then they were taking screenshots of developers from like on camera who were talking about the game mm. and being like, look what you've done. This man's black and these are women working on the game. That's why your game's bad. I saw they bad. did that with Indiana Jones, yeah. which was uh, yeah. pretty ugly to see online that people were oh, man. being I like didn't that. even see that stuff. It's yeah. just like, it's it's it just happens with so much now yeah. that I don't even want to give it the oxygen. No. No. It's like, oh, of course, <clears throat> there's a subset of racist homophobes yeah. that are just being horrible over there. Yeah. <laughs> they're always there. And unfortunately, they're louder than ever. Yeah. Uh, but there is genuine criticism to be leveled yeah, at this absolutely. game. Yeah. And that's understandable. But I just, yeah, I, I do feel bad for them because it has been a bit of a witch hunt and they must be exhausted because... Yeah, it's what a what a I horrible think, thing. I think unfortunately, Rocksteady are going to be the ones that are, that are the ones that are taking the punching and will be the ones that will suffer the consequences more so than Warner, Warner Bros. Bros. Games. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, when we're having layoffs happen to like decent studios who've been doing well for the past few years, as we'll get to shortly, uh, you know, it, you have to wonder what's going to happen to any studio at the moment who isn't performing or releases a bit of a dud, you know, mm. even if they do have a good history, you know, it's it must be a scary time in, in the game development industry as a whole to think like, look at all these other studios around me just yeah. you know, having all these layoffs and who yeah. is next. I don't think this will spell the end for live service games, but no. hopefully it will make some people question whether or not early access is worthwhile. Um, I mean, if people don't pay for early access, then then they'll stop doing it. Although early access can be good in some places, like Baldur's Gate 3 was famously an early access for mm. ages. You know, they've, they've fine-tuned it because of all the player feedback. Mm. But, you know, these, these huge than, mega games that are coming out... Before. Yeah, well, yeah, that's very true. Um, especially games that require an online component, don't do early access for those. You can wait three days. It's just it's just not worth it. Yeah, It might at least be the straw that breaks the camel's back for um, Warner Brothers feeling like oh, maybe we shouldn't do more live service or live service-esque games. Mm. And if Rocksteady does survive, perhaps they'll say, you know what, maybe make that that spider, that uh, Superman, like, Arkham Knight That game you game. wanted to make. Yeah. We, mm. will, we will fund it, and we're sorry. But, I mean, they're Warner Brothers. They have d driven the flipping Lord of the Rings license into the ground. Yeah. You know, the longer that... Um, shadow of whatever series went on mm -hmm. like that that got increasingly unpleasant mm -hmm. to play uh and now this this has happened to rocksteady as well and gotham knights was like a weird hybrid where it also wasn't live service but you can tell that they definitely were intending for it to be yeah. live service and then changed their minds mm. and and so it ended up just being sort of a crap middle ground that didn't really work in either sense uh they've maybe the fact that they had to come out and confirm that wonder woman isn't live service and is going to be a single player game mm -hmm. was driven by early feedback to this game so maybe there is hope maybe yeah. maybe the worm will turn maybe. Mm, potentially Maybe. super worm I don't know anyway should we move on to a section we've never done before yeah it's brand new um, we thought about this week when we were waiting on our merch to arrive um, it's called <laughs> what we play in 
It's what we play in time. Time to talk about the games, what we have been playing. Peter, what have you been playing? For the most part, I've played a lot of Tekken. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I uh, finished the story, mm-hmm. um, and I thought it was really, really good. I think it looks great. I think it plays great. Um, and uh, it, it, the, the final sort of, well, I don't know if it was even a, maybe like a third of the game. I don't, there's basically a, a moment where um, lots of people all come together to face off against each other. That's all I'll say. And from that point onwards, it's kind of like ridiculous, but super fun. I don't want to be too spoilery, but I, yeah, I really enjoyed the the kind of the third act, I suppose you could call it. Um, uh, I'm I'm enjoying a lot of the character customization people are posting on social media. Mm-hmm. There's some like really weird stuff out there. It's all good. Um, I also played um, Superliminal all oh, the way through. that's fun. Yeah, um, which... I enjoyed, I think, <laughs> I enjoyed it certainly mechanically. You know, I think it was, it's, it's interesting. And it's, there's some moments where you go, oh, whoa, what? Oh, that's cool. Um, but I don't know how I felt about the, the sort of the story and the tone of it. Because, yeah, all right, it finishes off with this like nice moral of like, oh, yeah, all you need to do in life, if you face a, a problem, you have to look at it, you know, go outside the box, look at it from all angles. Mm. But along the way, it's got this sort of like sarcastic, ironic humor where they're basically just telling you, oh yeah, isn't life depressing and horrible? And I think I was playing it at like a bad time in like, I, was in, I wasn't in the right mood to play a game that's sort of jokingly saying, we're all crawling towards death. <laughs> and we're having, what a terrible existence life is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I got to the end. I was like, okay, yeah, right, nice. I see that you were... You were joking, and this is the real moral of the story. But um, yeah, it was quite—it's quite difficult to play a game that I was enjoying in terms of gameplay, and then constantly being told like, "Yeah, also be sad." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, right, I'm sad then." Um, the only other thing I played uh, before I started streaming it, I, I played about an hour of the Phantom Menace that's been uh, mm. re-released on PlayStation, um, and then as I was playing it, I was like. I should just stream this. I did stream it five years ago, uh, or four, four or so years ago, mm-hmm. um, emulated. But yeah, now, well, it's emulated again on PlayStation. But yeah, I'm streaming it from console now. So uh, yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm enjoying that. That's just, it's the same. They've mm-hmm. not done anything other than upscale it, but that's fine. So that's what I've been playing. Ashton, what have you been playing? I have been playing something that I can't tell you about yet. <gasps> so you're going to have to wait a li- little bit for that one. Mm. But I have been enjoying it. So that's all I'll say for now. Okay. Um, and the other thing I've played for the nth week in a row is Baldur's Gate 3. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have not finished it yet. Um, the issue is we play it at the weekends because we... I feel like in an evening, I'm like, I've just not got the time to sit down and like play a few hours of Baldur's Gate. I feel like I'm just going to wander around for an hour and then it's bedtime so it's like i've just not been playing it in the evenings um have however played it on the weekend and i've played my solo save and my save with my boyfriend and um i've been really struggling on my solo save because i picked a wizard character she's a wizard and she's a gnome and in my other save, I am a tiefling barbarian. So the like juxtaposition of being able to run in, tank damage, and just like beat up people to just like being one hit. She fully died, like straight up fully died at a very early point in the game. And I thought, oh my God, is this what's going to be like the whole time? <laughs> um, 
So I had to revivify her because she fell over. Um, and we it was pre-goblin camp. I hadn't even oh, got wow. to the goblin Pretty camp yet. Um, but I'm trying to play it differently and I'm like being making different decisions and stuff. And I am enjoying it. Um, but I just need to, I think I need to finish my, my barbarian playthrough and then play my wizard playthrough because I think playing them side by side means that I keep playing it the same way and then getting my ass beat. Um, but I am still enjoying it and I hopefully soon will have finished it. Mm. Fingers crossed. Act three has a lot of side stuff going on and I'm just doing it all because I don't want to miss anything because I missed something in act two and I felt bad about it ever since and now I'm going to want to miss anything in act three. So, but I'm enjoying it nonetheless. Excellent. So, nonetheless. Nonetheless. Very good. No, it's not. It's not good, but thank you. Uh, I, uh, after my frustration and anger last week, I have played more Baldur's Gate 3. Mm. Um, I was salty because I had uh, lost a lot of progress because I died and I lost like a, two hours of progress. You and have I was like, to this actively is save. So annoying. Yeah. I am so cross. I can't be asked with this anymore. It's a stupid game. Uh, so I've gone back in because the pressure's really on now. At the time of recording, uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is about to come out. You don't have to finish it. And I, I need to. In my soul, I have to finish it. Yeah, but it. I don't know I if can't... you do because I don't know if you're enjoying it, Ben. I can't not finish this game. I have to finish it. Okay. I can't explain it. I just can't not finish it. Okay. I've come too far. Okay. I've put too much time in. Okay. I finished Death Stranding. I can finish Baldur's Gate 3. Okay. I will do it. All right. That's a threat. Yeah. It's going to happen. Consider me threatened. Uh, so, so I've played some more of that. I am in Act 3 now. Um, and yes, there is a lot of side stuff. Huh? Mm -hmm. I got kicked out of a wizard shop. I got banned. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. For being naughty. Apparently, I did something violent. I didn't. But I've been banned anyway. So well, I don't know what that, you don't know what you don't Well, know you did. I did repeatedly go into an area I wasn't supposed to, but all the well, dialogues Well all the dialogue said was, it seems you're going somewhere you're not supposed to. And the answer is I'm terribly sorry. The, the I can go out this way, right? Mm -hmm. And then you you go out and then you just do it. I did it like six or seven times and the dialogue never changed. And then by the time I came back in from successfully sneaking to where I wanted to, it said, you've been violent. You can't come in anymore. Ah. So I haven't been violent. What are you talking about? Just been sneaky. Yeah, mm. just been sneaking in. It felt like there were no consequences for my actions. So anyway. Do you um, like how outside that shop there's three people making so much noise? Oh, that... It is impossible to think in Baldur's Gate. <laughs> yeah. There is so much overlapping dialogue yeah. on repeat at yeah. all times. It's like, I need to put this on mute. I'm trying to read my journal to know yeah. where I'm meant to go and Outside what I'm meant to do. Outside the wizard shop, there is three people just doing endless cantrips, just going like, and then just oh, yeah. like bomb By and just like fountain. explosions and stuff. And you just walk Lovely. into the area it's the and you're loudest like, please. <laughs> I've ever been in real or otherwise. Yeah. Uh, so yes, I am. I, I don't know how far from the end I am now. But it feels like there's a number of threads where I could do the sort of uh, obsidian RPG thing and try and find sneaky ways to like appease certain people and, uh, you know, make other people happy. Or I'm pretty sure because it's Baldur's Gate 3, uh, I could just say to hell with this and just go and stab someone that I need to stab mm. and then go and stab the other person that I need to stab and just call it a day yeah. and then and then it's done. Uh, so I'll have to consider that. But I'm only playing it on um, Mondays because that's like, that's Baldur's Gate day. <laughs> um, and also my girlfriend loves Baldur's Gate and she's not had the time to play it. So I can't play it when she's home mm. uh, because yeah. there'll be spoilers because yeah. I'm further than she is now. So 
that's a bit of a disaster. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm playing more of Baldur's Gate 3. My intention is to finish it, but I do, I want to play Persona 3 Remake and I want to play Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League as well. Mm. And uh, I've, I'm running out of road. So hopefully this Monday will be the time that I finish mm. it. I forgot to say, mm. I finally, I finally got to bump uglies for Shadowheart. You sealed the deal. Oh. Yeah. She took me skinny dipping. And then, oh. and then we, and then we had sauce time on the beach. That's oh, very okay cool. to do that. On <laughs> yeah. a beach. Yeah. On a beach. Too. And then the awful. next day she was like, do you wonder if anyone will ask why we've got sand in our hair? And then we were like, I was like, nah, let them let speculate. And she was like, <laughs> yes. My shadow heart's dead. Oh. oh. I killed her. Forever dead. Yeah. I killed her. Oh. Mm-hmm. Why? Because she was um, standing in my way. <laughs> <laughs> this was an act two thing. This is ages ago. Mm-hmm. She was like, I brought her, she was harping on about some magical thing. I was like, you're not a regular party member, but come on, you can come with me. Sure. Yeah. Showed her the wonders of what she wanted to see. And then she was like, no, I must do this. And I was like, you bloody don't. It's like, fine, then taste my steel. And I was like, all right, this is three of us. I will. And I killed her. And then I picked up her body to take her back to revive her at the camp to maybe then talk some sense into her. It did a great Baldur's Gate 3 bug where as soon as we left the area that I killed her, she was then alive again and immediately started fighting us with full Uh. health. So then I killed her again and then carried her body back to the camp and I had no options to revive her at all. So she's like done. That character is done. That has been done for a while, which is a shame. Wow. Also, Lazelle and Carlac are not interested in me after I, you know, said no thanks because I took some bad advice. Mm-hmm. I went to the brothel oh. in the city. Yeah. It leaves everything to the imagination, doesn't show anything. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you just turn the lights off. Yeah. Boring. Well disappointed, isn't it? Yeah. No Witcher 3, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell. Stupid game. <laughs> anyway, no, it's really good. And uh, hopefully I'll finish it this week. Apart from that, though, I've played loads of Pal World. Yeah. And I've oh, really yeah. been enjoying it. I've I've got a pal who is a big bird and I can fly it. And cool. as soon as I could fly things, that was it. Like, I'm not I'm not getting any other pal, mm-hmm. you know, that I can ride around on, on the ground yeah, like, like a, a scrub. scrub. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbish. I'm not doing that. I'm flying. And that's... Damn straight. That's been pretty fun. I also uh, crafted, I think it's some sort of collar for one of the earlier ghost pals, which means that even though you can only have one pal out oh, at yeah, a time... Oh, yeah, I've got that. The daydream thing. Yeah, the daydreams, you, when you craft this accessory for them, they will be out of your party at the same time. But the enemies won't aggro on them, and they basically just lend their firepower. So I've yeah. got one... I've got my flying pal, and then just five daydreams or four daydreams or how many mm-hmm. it is uh so i've just got all this extra firepower and i've been playing a lot of that it runs like crap on series s i'll say that much because i started <laughs> playing it on series x series s the textures are not good mm-hmm. and also it crashes all the time have you got a, you start playing it on series x yes have you got an x and s well my girlfriend has an x oh right yeah okay. so i was playing it on hers and then we've been playing it together so i was playing it on uh Series S, yeah. hosting the game, and it's not happy about that at all. <laughs> Most of the time, it crashes when I go into the menu and tab through the various options. Uh-oh. It doesn't like that. How like dare you? Dreadful. Yeah. Uh, but that is all I have been playing. Ah, well, now it's time to head over to the review corner. Mm. Hello, Malcolm, to the review corner. Hey. hey, it's me and Ben here, and Ben. We are going to talk about a game that you've been playing. Yes. What game is that, please? That is Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Mm -hmm. This is a game I have purchased myself with my own money. Mm -hmm. Nobody sent us a code for this. I bought it. Yeah. 
uh, because I'm a sucker for a superhero game, and as wonky as Gotham Knights was, I still enjoyed it because I like superhero games and I was interested in the story and the premise and so on. Uh, so I thought, I know that this game, according to the internet, is the worst thing that's ever happened. Mm -hmm. But I want to give it a try for myself because I'm sure it has some redeeming qualities and I'm yeah. a fan of the genre. I mean, not live service, but you know, superhero yeah. games. So why not? So I gave it a go. I've only played it for about three hours. Yeah. Uh, last night. You didn't night. have the early access and no. the game, as of time of release, came out yesterday. Yes. So... I've not had long with it. No. I think I've just basically just got to the end of the tutorial section yeah. where it just where Isn't it unleashes just you into the in world. like some kind of purple void. No, that is a sort of traversal. Well, I mean that is a tutorial right, right at the start, right. but then in terms of like okay, now you can go out and actually like I finished I played it for 3 hours and didn't level up once. Right, cool. And now I think I'm at the point where I'll actually start earning XP I and see. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it does start with a very very boring tutorial mm -hmm. where you are in a purple void and you play as each of the characters and it teaches you their various traversal yeah. uh tactics and you just have to make your way across the void, shoot some enemies and learn how their weapons their respective weapons work. Mm -hmm. And then it flashes back to the actual start of the game, which is way better. I don't know why they didn't start with like a flashy cutscene, yeah. introducing all the characters and how they don't like each other and they're tricked into doing what they're doing and forming Task Force X. I'll get to that in a second. Um, but no, you start with strangers, essentially, cool. who already know each other and you are in a big purple gas void and you just it just pauses every Bouncing two seconds around. and says... Here's how you use a grappling hook. It's like, this is a crap start to a game. Mm -hmm. This is crap. But once it gets going, I was like, all right, mm -hmm. I'm interested. Um, I mean, I've heard a lot of uh, discourse online. Obviously, everybody has. Yeah. But I think one of the things that stuck out to me from listening to that discourse is that the, the bits that actually take place inside buildings mm -hmm. are the best bits. It's the bits where you're out in the city just shooting endless purple enemies on rooftops that it gets boring right which apparently comprises most of the game cool so i've had a healthy mix of both mm -hmm. although i must say that my bits when i am outside uh, you know traipsing around rooftops i can see how that could get boring and if that's most yeah. of the game yeah. then that's not great my rooftop experience so far boils down to there's a shield behind it are three enemies and i just you can go round the shield Right, good, yeah. It doesn't cover the whole rooftop. Cool. You shoot the purple enemies, mm -hmm. and then the big AA gun that's on the roof or whatever loses its protection, and you can shoot the glowing purple bit on the back and destroy it. Done that like six times now. Right. Only played for three hours. Okay. And a lot of what I played was inside. Okay. Uh, so anyway, should I get to the premise yes. of the game? Yes, Essentially, there are, just an aside, there are so many comparisons I can draw to the Avengers game. Yeah, because everything I've seen, it does. I keep thinking, like, man, this game is just Avengers game. Mm -hmm. Like, not just in its like gameplay, but like in its setting as well. Yeah. You know how the Avengers started with A Day? Yeah. Well, it just so happens to have been Justice League Day. <laughs> okay. Like the exact same thing <laughs> has, ha has yeah. happened. Um, They're on a parade on the bridge, and it all goes to. It all up. goes wrong. Well, you arrive after that's happened, to be right, fair. But yeah. it did happen on Justice League Day. Uh, Brainiac has shown up. He's managed to brainwash several members of the Justice League, mm -hmm. who are now killing and doing things that are very uncharacteristic for uh, for them on his behalf. Uh, the population of Metropolis is being forcibly converted into monsters, and Brainiac wants to take over the world, essentially. Mm -hmm. 
you are sent in there as a member of the Suicide Squad. You're either Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn, Deadshot, or King Shark. Yeah. And you have bombs in your necks. It's much like the movie or any yeah. of the graphic novels, if you're familiar with those. You've got bombs in your necks, so you have to do what you're told by Amanda Waller, who works for, what is the name of the task force? Argus. She's the director of Argus. Of Argos. Argos, yeah. She's the general manager of Argos, <laughs> yeah. which is now inside Sainsbury's. Cool. And she sends you in there and tasks you with, with stopping the whole thing. And obviously... You're just, to quote Guardians of the Galaxy, you're just a bunch of a-holes. You're quite unlikable people. And so there's a lot of infighting and bickering. And there are some moments that are actually quite funny that I've seen so far in Mm -hmm. cutscene form. Uh, The problem is, though, that instead of being a single-player narrative-driven game, of course, it's a live service game. Mm -hmm. So while the opening three hours I played, as I said, was a bit more linear and focused as you would expect from the opening of any game mm-hmm. i have a feeling that now it's going to truly become it's it's live service colors will will reveal yeah. themselves yeah. to me quite obviously how does it work do you pick a character when you like go into the game and then stick with that or can you change characters as and when so if you're playing online you pick a character and you stick with them yeah if you're playing offline and this may be the case for online as well if you don't have a full lobby although i'm not sure because it might it might create like a trying situation where Mm. it's a bit confusing about who wants to switch to which character but if you're playing Mm. offline you do pick a character but then you can swap between them right and the rest of them are controlled by ai so were you playing online with other people or just with ai i am not interested in playing online with anyone that is not how i want to play this game at all so I played offline and uh, there's a bit near the start that people were showing online where you arrive at the Justice League headquarters where it has just been Justice League Day. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously a, an event geared for kids. So there's lots of interactable bits. And I found that really interesting. It's basically yeah. a museum that you walk about and it's got presentations and, mm-hmm. and holograms and stuff. And as I was doing that, the AI was sort of ambiently just strolling through. And sometimes they'd get caught on bits of furniture and like jiggle from side to side, like, oh, I don't know where to go. Sometimes, because there's like balloons up and, Mm -hmm. you know, like balloon gates and bits of fencing, Harley Quinn just walked past and apparently walked with such force that like a balloon, like a load of balloons just cascaded down on top of me and she destroyed a fence. I was like, this is not really, (laughs) not really immersing me in the experience here. You can do emotes at any time, even when you're playing on your own. Cool, just for funsies. Yeah, exactly. So Mm. that's a thing. And the shop, even though you haven't properly started yet, even at that point in the game, the shop is ready to go. $3.99 for an emote. £3.99. £3.99 for an emote. For an emote. emote. $7.99 for a skin. (gasps) And these are, you have to buy them with in-game currency, but that's the currency equivalent. I can't believe this. Eight pounds yeah. for a costume. Now, I'm not a live service expert, right? Yeah. But from what I understand, that is equatable to other live service games. Like Fortnite right. apparently has a similar pricing okay. structure, but it is still flipping shocking, isn't it? That is a lot it? of money. That is so much money. Uh, so, yeah, you've got, the, you've got those different characters. I'm playing as King Shark because mm-hmm. he's voiced by Samoa Joe, and Samoa Joe does a great voice. Mm-hmm. And his presentation in this game is essentially he's Drax. Yeah. He's got the mannerisms and the the, the literalness of Drax. Yeah. That's sort of how he's portrayed here. And I'm enjoying him. He's got a big chain gun that fires really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, he obviously has powerful melee attacks. The main differences between them are the weapon types they use mm-hmm. and their their mode of transportation. So he can he has like this alpha jump where you can sprint and then do a big leap. Mm. and then do several subsequent mid-air leaps. Yeah. And then he also has a big vertical leap. Right. Deadshot has a jetpack. 
cool. which he can use to get around. He also has a sniper rifle. Yeah. Doesn't Boomerang teleport to his boomerang? Captain Boomerang, when it gives you the tutorial, it doesn't even tell you how he can do this. But then when you... They basically rob something and get their various gadgets, although King Shark can already do what he can do. Mm. So they've got stuff that you're like, hang on. How can he do this? And then it doesn't explain it. Right. For like half an hour. Cool. But he's got a special gauntlet that allows him to tap into the speed force, what the Flash uses. Right. So when he throws his boomerang, he then basically, yes, just gotcha. teleports to that. Gotcha. And Harley Quinn nicks one of those like bat drones and the grappling hook so she can just swing from her bat drone, which is above her at all times. Mm-hmm. I haven't leveled up at all, so I can't tell you about the skills. Right. Uh, and how you might be able to sort of go down certain paths and buff your character and so on. I also haven't picked up much loot either. Mm -hmm. But it's such a shame because it shows so much promise from like a Rocksteady's perspective in this early goings. And I know that I am like on the precipice of live service hell up Mm -hmm. to where I'm played Mm -hmm. up to. And it's about to get much worse. But being on the, you know, the the trailer that we all saw where Batman is like killed loads of people. Yeah. And then like he's, he's got purple eyes and stuff. Yeah. That bit is near the start of the game. Right. And being on, I'll keep it vague, but let's just say being on the receiving end of the superheroes you've played as and enjoyed for years is quite terrifying, actually, Mm -hmm. and really good. Yeah. Really good. If this was a single-player experience... Or even like a four-player experience where you can play with your pals. Even the crap Gotham Knights, you know, sort of compromise, I think will be be better than, than what we've ended up with. But personally, I have not experienced... All that much just yet. Right. Uh, so that is my very early hands-on, only three hours into Suicide Squad Kill the Justice cool. League. I so think we'll see how you feel about the live service elements on next week's podcast. Next week's podcast, I will definitely have more to say. So far, though, if you're like me and you got something out of Gotham Knights or you're, like a, you're a big DC fan or you just enjoy superhero games, like there are rock steady touches here. You can see it. Mm. And I think that's going to be the most heartbreaking thing. But there might be a little glimmer of something that's worth playing here for you. Further from our conversation earlier in the podcast, I think it's now settled on like a 60-something percent yeah. average on Metacritic yeah. uh, now that more reviews have come in because we're recording this day after we did the podcast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it. That's all I've got to say for now. All right. Well, then let's head back to the main podcast. Yeah. It's time now for question two. It's come. It's a double whammy, this one, yeah. because there's a lot to talk about this week. Don't know if you know that. Mm. Um, Richard Major and Chris Law, they ask similar questions, so they're getting... A twofer. Um, this is Rich's question. Hi, Bap. Microsoft bought Activision for a very nice $69 billion last year, but unfortunately, in less than a year, has a sack 1,900 staff, roughly 8.6% of their total workforce. So that's cool, isn't it? Do you think we'll be seeing the best year ever for gaming layoffs in 2024? Love, Richard. And then Chris Law asks, Deus Ex 3 is seemingly cancelled due to layoffs. My question is what the underlying reason to the layoffs is. I understand the immediate reason. We don't have the capital for the staff or we can't make the game so we don't need the staff. But what led us down this path? Huge marketing budgets, discouraging comments online, unaccessible player bases, scale of projects, etc. Thanks for all you do and have a great week. See Law. Thank you, Claude. Um, Let me read you a little bit about this, shall I? Please. Uh, Because it's so good, feels so good, yay. We love it. It's true. Mm. Also, also, since these these questions were asked, there's also was layoffs at Sega as well of Mm. 61 people. And the thing is, I keep looking at these and going oh thank god it's less than 100 people mm-hmm. like i see numbers i'm getting cynical it's horrible um so here's a little bit uh from some articles will be linked in the link dump 
Uh, Microsoft is laying off 1,900 employees at Activision Blizzard and Xbox this week. The layoffs primarily are at Activision Blizzard, though some Xbox and Zenimax employees will also be impacted by the cuts. Um, And then Mike Yabara, who was Blizzard's president, also decided to leave the company. Um, We don't know why. There's some questions about this, but that whole thing was a mess. Like Mm. uh, Jason Schreier was commenting on things as they were happening, he was getting contacted by employees being like, is my job affected? Because it was so confusing. And then in terms of the Deus Ex stuff, I've just got IDOS Montreal's um, statement here saying for the last 17 years, our teams at IDOS have worked on some of the most beloved brands in the industry, combining deep storytelling and innovation into unique games. We've created memorable multi-award awarded experiences that we are proud of and we know our team members have put their heart and soul into them. The global economic context that challenges our industry and the comprehensive restructuring announced by Embracer have finally impacted our studio. The difficult decision has been made to let go 97 people from the development team, administration and support services. Um, And they also cancelled the game they were working on, which was Deus Ex 3, which (sighs) is potentially the next mainline entry into the series. Though the guy who played the main character in Deus Ex said that he was not approached. So he was like, told you it wasn't going to happen when it didn't, when it got cancelled. But yeah, this whole thing's been horrible. Embracer are back again. The yeah. more blood on their hands. I just Montreal, they are the, they were the guardians of the galaxy folks, aren't they? Yeah, that is, that is such a shame. Um, I, I saw a, I read a Forbes article about this and um, there was a quote from Phil Spencer there saying, uh, Spencer reportedly wrote in a memo that the layoffs were part of Microsoft and Activision Blizzard's efforts to align on a strategy, quote, with a sustainable cost structure that will support the whole of our growing business. You know what I think it's not a sustainable cost. $69 billion. Yeah, this is the tricky thing. So I've seen a, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people have said, how can you possibly have $69 billion to, you know, to to use to buy Activision Blizzard, and then you can't afford to keep these staff on? And I, as much as, like, I kind of agree with the sentiment, I also think business is far more complicated than, you know, it, it looks at that kind of face value. Mm. And um, it... Uh, unfortunately like it's it comes down to as was mentioned in the in the question you know it's it's whether it's cost effect this is obviously very much devil's advocate and it feels horrible to say it out loud but it's whether it's cost effective to keep those people in work if their role is redundant in the eyes of activision blizzard mm-hmm. or if the game that they are making is not going to happen anymore or you know you don't unfortunately in business you don't keep people employed just because you want to ensure that they still have a job if the, that job that you are paying for, for them to still be around uh, is not going to produce a product that you're then going to be able to make money on then speaking as a cold-hearted ceo sort of perspective it doesn't make sense to keep them employed even if you have the money to do so um which mm. is unfortunate and um yeah it's it's uh it's, it's really difficult to see i have seen because of the p- people i follow on twitter i've seen it reported that 40 percent of toys for bob have been let go Oof. obviously they they made the spyro and crash games so that's why i'm in that sort of circle on social media but um yeah all sorts of people under the activision banner are affected here yeah and uh, it's horrible to see um i think the thing about the activision stuff is that a lot of the reports coming out from employees were basically being like, my entire team was let go. I'm the only one in the team now. Yeah. And these people were working on things, were actively, you know, 
engaging in content. They were support staff as well as game developers. And my issue with this is that someone did the maths and they were like, if you were to keep 1,900 employees on, it was something like $40 million, which is less than what they paid flipping Bobby Kotick when he left recently mm-hmm. horrible horrible man bobby kotick so i think like that's what that's why people are also equally as angry as the fact that you've seen we've seen microsoft spending all this money and giving their ceos such big payouts and then the people the, the general people on the company are being the, uh, the ones that are getting let go and are getting shafted at least at least they're getting six months of pay and also they're getting um like healthcare, yeah. especially in America. But where is that many people going to go? Exactly. Yeah, this know. is the in exact industry, issue. The and and who in their right mind would want to get into game development at this point? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there are there are students studying game design yeah. right now, yeah. and like what kind of workforce are they gonna are they gonna enter? Mm. Yeah, that's like this is exactly what I was thinking about this mm. week. It's just that there's unfortunately, I think it was like we've now had half as many layoffs this year as we did last year and we've just finished the first month of 2024 if you put it all together in the past few months you know you're looking at thousands and thousands of people in the game development industry who are all looking for work now and who is hiring some people are but not i can't imagine there are thousands of roles to fill at the moment Mm -hmm. every everywhere you look right now there's layoffs and the Microsoft situation is very different to the Embracer situation. Mm. With Embracer, we know why this is happening. They made, they thought they were having a deal coming through. They bought a bunch of stuff. The they deal gambled. fell through. And now they gambled with people's livelihoods. And now there's a bunch of people with no jobs, which is kind of one of the reasons why there is so many is that Embracer are the ones just culling entire studios from their remit. And like you say, these are thousands of people. Where are they going to go? What jobs are they going to have? I am worried. I am concerned that we are on our way into a crash mm. and that we are going to start suffering the consequences of, and I'm not going to blame Embracer for it, but I will say that I think we're going to start seeing a lot less games coming out from studios that we know and love that now belong to Embracer or IPs that now belong to Embracer because they are going to have less staff, less people working on their teams and i think that maybe we're starting to see the rumblings of something bad happening and i don't mean to be like the the bearer of bad news here and i don't want to like you know be completely negative about it but i just feel concerned Mm -hmm. is all the concern is warranted yeah um i don't know truly what economic situation would have to come about for the entire industry industry to crash Mm. but it's it's pretty bad and I I mean from what in terms of how we got here to where we are right now I I am willing to put at least some of the blame at the feet of the covid boom mm-hmm. that happened when everyone was at home and then suddenly there were tons of new players people started buying consoles people started buying games industry revenue hit record high and then companies started expanding uh, they hired loads more people. They opened new studios. They started work on loads of projects, live service games. People like that Warzone. People, people, uh, people are playing a lot of that Fortnite. Let's make loads of live service games. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, as people were allowed back out into the world, 
that dipped back down again. And it's not so much a crash as a as a slump, certainly. The industry is still experiencing record profits, which is the most disturbing thing about yeah. all of this. Mm. Um, but that, that could be one of the major reasons why so many people are being let go is because they're just the 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 industry isn't seeing this the same amount of uh of of, of people playing games as, as they were during during the pandemic when everybody was playing games and all these people did expand there are obviously other reasons like if your game flops and doesn't sell any copies mm. then your studio is going to have to shut down mm-hmm. or if you gamble the livelihoods of your staff and wait for the the saudi crown fund or whatever the hell it is wealth fund <laughs> Uh, to to fund your entire existence, then that's going to be a problem as well. Um, but it certainly seems to me, at least, that the COVID boom is having a bigger effect than expected. Yeah. Um, and this isn't to say that there isn't any money, because there's still a lot of money in this games industry. It just seems to be completely, uh, d- well, distributed completely unevenly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also wonder, because um, it's so difficult to get an answer as to exactly why certain layoffs are happening and certain business, uh, certain studio closures are taking place. And I do wonder whether, in the case of the Activision, Activision Blizzard uh, instance, whether the acquisition has led to redundancies, at least in some cases. It won't account for all of those jobs that have gone. Like, definitely there are economic things at play here, other economic things at play here. But if Microsoft feel like, well, we have a workforce already as Microsoft who can do things like maybe QA or like PR or those sorts of things, that they've now ended up with all of the people who were doing that for Microsoft and then all of the people who were doing that for Activision Blizzard all under one umbrella, they probably just don't need that many people to be doing the same job. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I'm speaking very much from the perspective of a cold-hearted, horrible businessman. Business mm-hmm. uh, and it's all it's all very horrible to think about it in those terms. But yeah, speaking about it objectively, that may also be a contributing factor in the case of the Activision. Uh, and there are surplus positions as well. Yeah. You know, when you're merging two companies like that, yeah, you don't exactly. need two that's HR I mean, yeah. departments, two finance teams, you know, payroll and stuff. That's just not necessary anymore. Uh, but 1,900 is a huge number. It's a yeah, massive it is. It can't account for all of that. Massively eclipses the the, the number uh, that, uh, that you would expect from such a merger. But mm, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if lots of companies are shedding fat to maintain shareholder profits or if they're shed, shedding fat because genuinely it's, you know, crisis time. Mm. Everything's going under. Because I can guarantee that those CEOs are not taking a pay cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're getting paid exactly the same amount. And I also yeah. don't know what the long-term plan is. If 40% of Toys for Bob is gone, yeah. what is that studio doing then? Know, Are they're... you hoping them to make for them to make anything at all? Because they're supposed exactly. to be maintaining um, Crash Team Rumble. That's a live service game, essentially. Uh, you know, so that that needs a workforce to keep it going. And then, you know, looking to the future, there's been rumors of Spyro Four for for a year or two now, or three years. Maybe future Crash games, maybe other stuff. You know, and that's just one example of a workforce that's been slashed in half. Mm. You know, what do you mm. do with that? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> it's crap, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And actually, with regards to a, a video game crash, you know, it's, I think it's like, it's strange to think, as you said, Ben, you can't imagine what economic factors would have to be in play to like completely crash the industry, mm. especially given that we know there's always going to be an audience and a demand for video games. And if there's an audience and a demand for something, then theoretically, 
it can't completely crash as an industry. Um, but I worry that that demand is principally the kind of games that we're not into. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it is like your more sort of your life service games mm -hmm. or your your strange JRPGs. FIFA Ultimate or your Team. FIFA, yeah, your sports games. And so maybe that's the kind of like the foundation of the of the industry. I would you'd have to look at all the stats as to you know what genres are most popular and platforms and so on. But maybe that's what uh, could happen. Is that yeah, there will always be a games industry, but it's going to be the money is yeah. going to be in the kind of things that we're not so interested in. Support indie games, then, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's where all these people are ultimately going to end up if they mm -hmm. don't, you know, if they aren't completely disenfranchised with the whole thing and mm -hmm. just leave the industry entirely, yeah. which they could well do. Which would be such a shame because these are all, I assume, very talented and capable yeah. people, and they they just could have a mass exodus of talent from the it industry. It would nice to see, it would nice it would sorry it would be nice to see people who have a significant amount of money supporting smaller studios that are independent and or helping to form smaller studios with the currently displaced it's not the right word, but you know what I mean. Um, developers that have been banished from these mm. big studios. I'm hopeful that from this, we will see more smaller studios form and we'll get some more interesting stuff, but we're not going to see any of that for a year minimum. So we'll have to see what happens, you know, in the long run. Um, but in all of, if the cloud has to have a silver lining, I'm hopeful that that is what it will be. Mm. There will be more indies, more smaller studios with their own control. Um, that would be nice. Mm, yeah. Thanks. Well, what a fun conversation. Yeah. Yes. Should we move on to something a bit strange? A bit peculiar, perhaps. A bit news. Okay. It's weird news. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
It's weird news time, time for some weird video game news. Remember, you can submit weird video game news to us under the relevant social media post that goes out on a Tuesday. Everybody else, though, if you want to guarantee a shout out at this point in the podcast, you need to go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, support us at the appropriate tier and become a cod prast <laughs> producer, just like... Chip, who? Who? You. Me. You. Is it me? Yeah. It's We've been doing you. this for years. Sorry, was it was the Cod yeah, Past producer that really, that really me I can't even speak today. <laughs> uh, Chip Thompson's Thumbs. G.Y. Goliath. Nexus Polaris. Nicole Hansen. Kyle Gary. Andy Scott. Blake Thomas. Lockie Morris. Shaman Nomo. Great Giggity. Meldy Elbonet. Katie Garrett. Gabrielle Philippink. Potato Shack 99. Eric Sue. And Big Money Bobby Vegas. Yeah. Thank you, Podcast Producers. Thank you, Cod Past Producers. Thank you. Thank you very much, Cod Pasts uh, producers. <laughs> Jesus, I need an app. Uh, Peter, do you have some weird news there? Uh, I've got some weird news that was sent by um, Ellis Playing, which what, might be a brand what's name. What's Ellis, Ellis playing, playing with? I don't know. It might even be missing an apostrophe, and it might be Eli's playing, as in Eli oh. is playing, oh. but it's probably Ellis, because there's not an apostrophe. Mm. <laughs> um, or it could be missing a C and a T, and it could be Cellist playing. It could yeah. be, yes. Um, so... This is according to GameRant.com, yep. written Sorry, by where? Huh? GameRant.com. No, no, it's the GamerAnt. Sorry, the GamerAnt.com. It's difficult when it's when you can see the logo and mm. they do separate mm. the two words in color. What are we talking about? Um, <laughs> this is written by Lauren Beeler Bystad, I think. Cool name. Oh, yeah. Church appears to use Steam logo. Oh. It's a short and sweet headline. It's all you need to know. <laughs> A gamer finds Steam's logo in an unlikely spot when they notice a local church's sign using the online store's iconic branding. Oh, iconic. Um, in a strange twist of events, a church appears to be using the Steam logo as its own branding. While driving around town, one gamer couldn't help but notice the hilarious sight as the iconic Steam logo was front and center on a local church's billboard. When it comes to PC gaming, Steam is the go-to platform for many gamers who choose to play this way. As one of the Jesus Christ filler, 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 filler. <laughs> uh, however, for one gamer, the influence of Steam appeared somewhere completely unexpected. Can you guess where? Is Was it, it a, a church? church? On a billboard outside a church. Crazy. Oh. Steam's logo found where it's least expected, says the next subheading. Yes. While Jesus on a drive, Was a it Reddit a user... <laughs> Known as Fourth Dimension, passed the church using Steam's logo. At first, the driver couldn't believe it and had to turn their car around just to make sure. Anyway, I'll show you the photo. I yeah, think that's literally. Did you it. say there was a Fourth Dimension pastor church? <laughs> uh, that's their name, Fourth Dimension past a church. Yes. Um, so this is according to the Steam. It was posted on the Steam subreddit. Should I report this church of our Lord and Savior Gaben for copyright <laughs> trademark infringement? And there is the picture. Wow, that wow, is, that is Steam. the Steam logo. The Steam logo. Why it would says, they do that? New <laughs> Jerusalem. I don't know. It doesn't why. look like anything religious. I don't no. understand. That it's just it's just the Steam logo. I don't know how <laughs> that's or why truly that's bizarre. Though. It is weird. Do you think someone's just not understood the law and they've gone on Google Images and just searched for like logo? Because they need a logo for their sign. Maybe. And they've Maybe. just gone, oh, that one's cool. But it doesn't look anything religious. It's like a cross yeah. or a circle. It's or something. definitely an old deer. Who's done if it was that. like yeah. the Xbox logo, I would be more, yeah. I think that would make more sense. But mm. the Steam logo doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. I have some news from PC Gamer by Harvey Randall, and it was submitted by Jonathan Wong and Joach Dix. I beg your pardon? <laughs> so, 
their names. Okay. They're both top fans. Um, yeah, careful with the top fans. Yeah. Sorry, I did. I thought you. I thought you were making it. No, no, I wasn't. My apologies. My apologies. It's just. It's just convenient that both of their surnames are very similar. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. Okay. I'm just. Che- I'm just checking. Yeah. Um, just some QA. <laughs> we regret to inform you that Power World has a smutty lizard seeking a night of love with humans, which raid bases in hordes of rampaging fangirls. Yeah, I've seen that one. Okay, well, now mm, I might start playing. Don't like it, is what Harvey <laughs> says. Um, Power World is an edgy game, more in implication than in reality. While it's grown a reputation for its happy tree friend style subversiveness, everything in its world is pretty sanitized. For instance, pa- Pals eat human cadavers, but they just peck at them until they vanish. Mm. You know, um, you can butcher pals as well. Yeah, I know. Oh. And it picks you get a cleaver. It. Really? There's no blood or anything. It's just implied in immense violence. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. horrifying. Um, the whole game feels like a send-up of Pokemon's simmering, it's messed up if you think about it, world-building and Pokédex entries just more overt. As is the case with Lavander, a pal more that explicitly wants to bone down with humans. Lavander is number 69 in the pal deck, naturally, <laughs> and its entry reads as follows. Seeking a night of love, it is always chasing someone around. At first, it only showed interest in other powers, but in recent years, humans have become a target of its debauchery. What's more, these things can raid your base as a pack of fangirls with the adjective raging from bandwagon to rampaging. See, that makes way more sense because my base was raided by them. That was the first time I saw them. Mm. And it said fangirls. And I was like, what is what? I'm missing something here. I don't understand. take the appearance of fangirls? I'll show you what they look like. Okay. Um, Lavander also drops mushroom cakes as well as strange and suspicious juices. Mm. Um, Lavander, meanwhile, seems to be a pretty obvious parody of Pokemon's Salazzle, which has a cloud of poisonous gas which contains lots of pheromones that attract male Salandit. The implication being the lizard is a bit of a perv. Um, I should take this opportunity to warn you you should not Google Salazzle in any capacity. (laughs) Do not repeat my mistakes. Yeah, we had a different uh, article submitted to Weird News saying uh, there is already horrifying fan art. Yeah, well, this this was the same uh, pal. And I just, that's, they didn't submit the same article, but that was the other article. But the website was so awful, I refused to read the article. So this is what it looks like. She's got like a little oh, um, heart-shaped I've patch seen across her like nether regions. Yeah. Um, in terms of what Lavanda does, it's all above board. Nothing salacious actually happens in the game world. Despite being a normal element pal, Lavanda mostly is just there to cause you real-life psychic damage. Um, <laughs> what makes things worse is that the the huh? what makes things worse is that it actually seems a pretty viable choice for your base. Um, she's pretty good at a bunch of stuff. And then they say there's also decent stats of mid-game players. If it also has the ability that gives you life steal when you fight with it, which means that yeah, you probably want to use the sex flip post pal if you encounter them. I'm so sorry. So yeah, you can get a sexy pal that will want to bone you. Nice, okay. but it doesn't well, actually. It's implied. It's implied that it just wants to. Until how? you capture it and keep it in a ball. We how weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. My weird news is from Dan Wilson at iDanWilson on Twitter. Mm. And this is... Oh, yeah? a, Yes. This is an article from Rock Paper Shotgun. Yeah. Written by Matt Jarvis. Cool. The headline reads, You can play Doom using gut bacteria, but the frame rate is atrocious. Cool. Right. Feelings? None. How does one <laughs> frame per eight and a half hours sound? 
that's that's not frame rate's not awful. That's not that's a picture. That's not a frame rate anymore. That's a, that's, that that's a haunted portrait. Is what that is. Is there any greater scientific endeavor than the unending quest to get Doom to run on everything, from teletext to pregnancy tests to tractors to literal rat brains in a jar, apparently? I don't know about some of those. Teletext? No. Yeah. The tractors? Tractors? Actually, I may have seen the tractor one, yeah. <laughs> Every time you think that we've exhausted the possibilities, someone finds a new way to play the tractors. seminal 30-year-old shooter on something new. Enter our latest contender for the weirdest slash most ingenious way to play Doom yet, using bacteria found in the gut, especially <laughs> a display a display made of E. coli bacteria. Oh. The enterprising setup comes from MIT biotechnology PhD student researcher Lauren Wren Ramlin, who completed uh, who concepted sorry a 32 by 48 one bit display made up of E. coli cells, with each cell effectively serving as an individual pixel by lighting them up as required using a fluorescent protein. Just give them the PhD now. Yeah, yeah we've already done it. Now. It's another one of these d Doom running on a thing posts where it's not actually running on it. No, it's which just is a bit like disappointing. But it's worth noting that Ramlin herself points out that running Doom using the cells would be an enormous undertaking due to their extremely limited ability. What she did manage to successfully do, however, is simulate using the wall of cells as a display for Doom by rendering gameplay using illuminated E. coli. You already said that. Don't expect to go blasting cacodemons. Okay. Does that sound right? I don't know. Using the lining of your intestines anytime soon, though. For one thing, you'll be waiting a while in order to display one frame of the simplified black and white gameplay at a resolution of 38 by 48 pixels. You've said that. The cells would take 70 minutes to illuminate and 8 hours and 20 minutes to return to their starting state when they no longer needed to be illuminated. In other words, you're looking at around 8.5 hours to display each individual frame of gameplay, something that makes even the worst frame rates look like butter by comparison. That is 1 30,600 of a frame per second. <laughs> wow. It's good. I'm glad you looked yeah. that I've done that right. Excellent. Wow. That's my weird news. Pretty weird. It's kind of strange, isn't it? Should we move on to something a bit big? Yes, let's. A bit large. Yes. A the discussion. Yes. The big discussion. It's big discussion time. Time for the big video game discussion that this week comes courtesy of Cameron Keywood, who says, Hi, Bap. What were your thoughts on the state of play yesterday? as of recording. Oh, Thank you very much, Cameron. Thank you, Cameron. Uh, yeah, so Thank there was a Cameron. state of play that sort of was announced like earlier this week, so it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Also, quick lip service to the uh, Microsoft developer stream that happened a couple of weeks ago. We didn't end up talking about that in the end because mm. it fell between things. It was actually really good. Yeah. And uh, 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 Indiana Jones, that's what it's called, mm -hmm. looks fantastic. It does. Really, really excited about that. that. And Hellblade got a release date. Yes, it yep. did, finally. Thank goodness for that. Uh, so let's start with a different hell that being Helldivers 2. We're just going to run through the various things that were announced. There weren't, or shown, sorry. There weren't that many. Helldivers 2, uh, it's releasing on the 8th, so not very long at all. Yeah. They're really pushing this one they very hard, really aren't they? They're really pushing yeah. it. Like it's a big flagship title. Mm -hmm. I'm not interested. Putting aside the the jokes that were made about how I don't want to see more insect enemies in video games, mm -hmm. I ought just even if there were other things, I just think it looks a bit like it's a bit boring. Just mm. or not not boring, but it's just certainly not for me anyway. Like I mean, I'm not into shooters at the best of times, and it just looks like this will appeal to some people, yeah. but I'm I just shrugged. 
you know. I like the look sort of, of the the, hu- the humor in the trailers, sort of like um, how did James describe it? It was like uh, 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 what's it called? The sci-fi movie, Starship Trooper. It's very mm. Starship mm. Trooper. At least it has been in its advertising. I don't know if that reflects in the game itself. At all. I don't know. They've definitely not been taking themselves too seriously, mm. but it definitely does feel like they're pushing it a lot, and I'm not. They sure are why. really promoting this yeah. game. I um, also find the uh, the armor just completely uninteresting. Like it was cycling through all the like, oh look at all these different armors you can wear. I was like, they all just look like the most generic. That looks like the guy who's like standing way off in the distance shooting in like a sci-fi game where you look way cooler. <laughs> you know, he just looks like one of your AI allies. It's the mm-hmm. guys running around with Master Chief. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. like an, an ODST or something. Mm. So that that's coming soon. If you're looking forward to that, I hope you enjoy it sincerely. Yeah. Stellar Blade. Yeah. Now this this game has changed name. It used to be called Project Eve. Okay. And now it's called Stellar. Who's Blade. developing this one? Do you know? Because um, it looked like a oh. few different things. It looks a bit like um, I can't remember. The oh, name. I can't remember any names now. It looks a bit like that one. Nia. It looks a bit like Nia. It's very. It's very Nia. God. Yeah. Um. Its protagonist is Eve, who is a member of the like seventh space army or something yeah like um, the the sky boys yeah. or something and it's she's gone to earth with a guy from earth and some little weeb lady yes <laughs> um, i thought the character designs were kind of normal until they started to show the secondary characters yeah. and it was like, ah there they are they're well, the ones with the massive eyes this is the first time we've seen it with English dub. Okay. The other times we've seen it, it's been Japanese um, voice acting mm-hmm. and it's been very much like anime moans happening a lot, um, right. which we got less of in the English dub. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically you go to Earth, it's a post-apocalyptic world. They're all living, they say it multiple times, under the, under the, what's the word when it's all messed up? Post-apocalyptic. No, like huh? the world. I don't know. I can't, I've got what? your disease. Sorry, I'm I can't remember now. words what? now. Under the. They're like wasteland. That's what. Okay. Like, they're living under the wasteland. They said it like four times. Yeah, they like repeated um, what the, uh, narrator the narrator said. said. Twice. The narrator yeah. said like, and she'll be your engineer support. And then she was like, I'm your, your engineer, engineer support. <laughs> <laughs> and they discover a city under the wasteland. <laughs> wow, a city, a city under, under the wasteland. wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, why did do that? like that. Um, but you uh, are called, when you get there, everyone refers to you as the angel and everyone wants you to save it. You're there looking. Some people like you, some people don't. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. there trying to like destroy a race of, I want to say Astros, but that's probably wrong. Um, but yeah, it's it's a hack and slashy third person JRPG type situation. If you like it, you like it. If I you thought it looked pretty cool, actually. Like, yeah, the longer it went on, when it first started, I was like, oh, this, you know, again, this isn't going to be for me, really. Mm-hmm. And the longer the trailer went on, I thought, this actually looks kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, some of the, the choices they made have been uh, quite interesting. Yeah, I think on balance, the combat probably is going to be the deal breaker for me because I'm not into like hack and slash. But I did think like the world looks interesting in the mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. And if Netflix want to commission a TV show, I would watch it. <laughs> just weed the, uh, weed the Wikipedia, just kill Indeed. me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will the uh, Wikipedia? That's probably what the Rick and Morty it wiki is. definitely Weesh is, isn't Rick it? <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, I thought it looked pretty cool. Obviously, it, it looks a lot like um, uh, near Automata. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, even the combat looks quite yeah, near. Very similar. But I was really impressed by the like the the graphical presentation. Yeah. I thought, you know, the, the there was almost a photorealism uh, attempt made on a lot of the faces and yeah. some of the character designs. The character sort of designs like were really cool. Weird cybernetic things. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm glad the trailer went on for longer than it did yeah. Yeah. than it could have done sorry because usually you know games like that 
you, you go to Jeff's Big Jamboree, oh. you get them for like 25 seconds and it's like, yeah. oh, it's another one of these. But yeah. Actually, that looked really quite cool. It's made by Shift Up Corporation. I knew it what was like... What have they made before? Do you know? Oh, sorry. Have they made anything I would be familiar with? They've made Destiny Child. Of course. They've made Destiny's Child. Goddess of Victory Nick. I didn't know that one. No. Okay. Maybe I haven't heard of them. No. But uh, yeah, it looks cool. looks really cool. Yeah. That's, that's... coming out on April 26th. Yes. If you want to play it. Yeah. Yes, it is. We then had Sonic X Shadow Generations, which to begin with, I thought like, I'm not a, a Sonic fan at all. I've not played a great deal of Sonic, but I thought, hey, this looks quite fun. Like this might be the, my, this might be the one that gets me playing modern Sonic when it had just Sonic running, side-scrolling and skateboarding, apparently. Whoa. Then suddenly Shadow appears and I'm sure they've learned from uh, Shadow's previous sins and that it probably does play well, but I couldn't look at that Shadow gameplay and not think of Shadow the Hedgehog because <laughs> he was just jumping and then like going like that towards enemies, mm -hmm. like locking on, which, you know, I'm sure that's what you want him to do rather than, you know, you actually have to aim the, the leaps. But um, yeah, I would have to see some proper like uncut gameplay of this mm. to decide whether it looks like it's going to be any good. Yeah. The kids and an awful lot of adults, they love the Shadow. Yeah. They love Shadow. They do. Yeah. Yeah, is it's a is it a remake of Generations? I think it's a, or a it's like a it's a re-release but with some shadow bits potentially. I don't right. know right. for certain, but uh, either way, I did like the the bits where you're where it's behind Sonic and he's mm. running really fast. Yeah, it did look good look, all the Sonic. Look cool. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's coming, coming autumn. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 2024. It's coming well, in autumn, yeah. Autumn. Yeah. Autumn. It's coming in autumn. Autumn 2024. Fall. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, Zun Zero was shown next. That's mm -hmm. Z -Z -Z -Z, as in <sighs> skip, boring. Yeah, uh, but not actually. Uh, Zenless Zone Zero is the uh, latest game from the developers of Genshin Impact and Honky Star Rail, our mm -hmm. personal favorites here at yep. Team Triple Jump. Yeah. Uh, they're just confirming that they are working on a PlayStation 5 version as well. The game yeah. is not currently out on any platform just yet. Uh, go play Honky Star Rail. I hear it's great. It I won a game award. Talking maybe. to my boyfriend about Honky Star Rail last night and i could not for the life of me remember what the game was actually called honkai honkai star Rail. i was like what is it what is it if it's not honky star Rail? It's obviously it just honky was not star coming to my head it but it's honky. honkai um then we got another look at foam stars let's go yeah. foam stars foam stars <laughs> which is coming in playstation plus this month for yeah. anyone who's got it um it's arriving on the 6th of february on playstation 4 and 5 and um, my favorite part of this trailer yes. was when they cut the three different things and it said characters, skins, maps. And I'm like, those are three things all games have. Yeah, what it, are you talking about? All this about? text was coming up like, you know, start the party or whatever. And I was yeah. waiting for the next one to say, it's not Splatoon. <laughs> but it looks it so much like Splatoon. Yeah. yeah, but they really want you to think not, it's not think that it's Splatoon. I bet it's really fun. But I'm also For like an hour. I'm also not going to play it yeah. because mm -hmm. it's just of zero interest to me. I hope it finds an audience. Of zenless really zone do. zero. Hmm? Of zenless zone zero interest. To you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's what yeah. I mean. Uh, Dave the Diver is coming to PlayStation Five in April, and weirdly, so is Godzilla in May. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave, uh, Godzilla is joining Dave the Diver. Um, we saw a monster coming out of the water, and I was like. Oh, it's a monster. And then I realized it had a spiky back. I was like, looks a bit like Godzilla. Yeah. Came all the way out of the water. I was like, looks a lot like Godzilla, but there's no way that's Godzilla. Yeah, wow, they're really playing with legal. And then it said Godzilla. Yeah. Legal I think it's madness that this game, which is an indie game that like came out last year. Indie game. Indie, mm, yeah. Um, that's like, you know, wasn't necessarily 
going to be great when it came out or not like it wasn't big. And then it came out and everyone loved it. And now since then, they've whipped up two collaborations because they did it with Dredge that also came out last year, which was, again, another surprise success. And now they're doing it with Godzilla. And I think these devs are working like madmen, just mm-hmm. getting these weird collaborations out. And do you know mm-hmm. what? Good, good for them. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. I'm excited it's coming to PlayStation. Mm. I've heard great yeah, me things. Me too. I really want to play it. So yeah, April, very soon. Mm-hmm. How about some V Rising? How does that sound to you? Yeah? Yeah. You excited about that? Rising. Was this the Diablo looking one? Yeah, sort of, I assume, vampire-y kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. It's like gothic-y. I don't really know much about it. It's being released later this year. I, I don't think, did they show off an awful lot in the trailer? I, I thought it- We've uh, seen it before. Yeah, they, oh, okay. they showed a bit, but I thought the weirdest thing about it was that the, graphically, I thought it looked quite impressive, like the actual, um, the, the world. And then all of the monsters were- a, in a different graphical style as far from what mm. I could see. They mm. seemed like to have this weird, almost, I don't want to say cell-shaded vibe, but like they they didn't have the the sort of the detail. They were more like uniform or like um just flat colours. Um it was it was weird. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. And then we got a look at Silent Hill, the short message. Mm. Silent Hill have kind of got this thing at the moment where they're just doing stuff. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they did that Silent Hill thing a little while ago that wasn't good. Did it mm-hmm. do well? I'm Don't not know. sure. Um, and now they're doing Silent Hill, the short message, which is apparently like a two hour long something um, that is like a little experience that so we played on stream this week. We've not played it yet. Um, so if you want to know what we thought about that, check out the stream on the VODs channel to yep. find out more about that. But it's out. They announced it that it was out now. So mm-hmm. isn't that exciting? So exciting. It looks a lot like PT, doesn't it, really? It does. Yeah. It looks a bit spooky. Inspired by PT. Yeah. Not sure about the uh, the monster thing in it. Like, I mean, it the will be, it'll be scary in that it wobbles towards you and gives you jump scares. But I thought, like, in its design, it's kind of weird looking. <laughs> Looks like a look like an airbag with a face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Silent Hill, Silent Hill Two uh, news continued. We saw um, some nurses and some of those like leg things. Legs. Is this legs? It was legs yeah. actually. Um, and a very brief look at Pyramid Head as well. Mm. Um, Question. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it looked a bit rubbish? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I know, like, I we criticize Bloober a lot, and I, I am no fan of Bloober because I maintain that I don't believe they've ever made a, like, they are the wrong people to be handling this remake. <laughs> yeah, they are. It's such an important game. And I know that was such a small snippet, but it was just, I don't think it looked, I mean, visually it looked fine, but yeah. like, I don't think like animation wise and like his face was just completely straight the entire he's whacking yeah. these it was yeah that's what i was gonna say i think visually like graphically it looked all right but everything else yeah. it just sort of seemed a bit off. i'm nervous about this i think i think it just it looks dated already and it's not even out yet like there's games that have come out like since it's been in release that look in production even mm. that look way better than this and i'm just not I just I don't think it looks very interesting. I think it looks quite boring visually, which yeah. is interesting for a Silent Hill game. Especially it being remade from the ground up because we'll talk later about Until Dawn and I think that didn't I don't think that looked as good as it as I'd like it to, but mm. that is presumably just they've they've just you know they're working with the old mocap and the old uh, everything else. You know, yeah. you, there's only so much you can do with uh you know the the original skeleton to improve it. Mm. Whereas this uh, yeah, from the ground up, it needs to be better, I think, because as you say, Ben, it's very important for the franchise that this does well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I also think it's a bit weird. I mean, I understand financially why, but I think it's a bit weird that they're not doing Silent Hill One 
um, mm-hmm. first. But they're like, yeah, here's Silent Hill 2. All right. Okay, yeah. fine. I, they're I, doing a Resident Evil. They're yeah. just like going to yeah. pick and choose. And it's also one. because Silent Hill 2, I think, is a safer bet um, yeah. in the community. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I would love for Blueberry Team to prove me wrong here, but yeah. the entire time I was watching that, I was just thinking about what Resi has done with mm. their remakes, um, or Capcom, sorry. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking how if you had a character in one of those remakes hit an enemy, you know, you, the character would be like remarking, like, oh, Ugh, and yeah. making noises and like recoil like there'd be little bits of mocap and facial animations and stuff and here it was just a man just swinging a bit of wood over and over again and I was like this doesn't this isn't I, I'm not feeling the terror in mm. the character yeah. here yeah. Uh, I don't know I'm obviously going to be hypercritical because as I said I, I, I don't really rate Bluebird team but mm. uh, I'd lo- I want it to be good I would like them to smash it out of the park mm-hmm. Judas Yes. Is the next game. Uh, this is the first game from uh, Ken Levine since Bioshock. In- Hello? Sorry. You dropped your hair clip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, since Bioshock Infinite. So it's mm. been a while. This is from his new studio. Was it Ghost, Ghost Story Games? Ghost Story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ghost Story Games. And uh, it looks a little. It definitely. It's got the DNA of Bioshock in there yeah, with definitely. the powers and stuff. And I like the visual style. So a bit kind of cartoony again, a bit like in Infinite in that yeah. in that sense. We didn't see as much of it as I would have liked. No. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to know a bit more. Yeah, we wanted like a spaceship mm-hmm. and it's like a cult thing by the looks of things. There's like three leaders and someone who is the kind of voiceover of the, the thing. And I think she's probably the main character has set everything off. Like it's all gone wrong. And it says, fix what you broke. So... Mm-hmm. I'm really interested in this and I hope that we get to either see more of it or get a release date soon. I don't think they did they say 2024 or did we just get nothing? I don't uh, know if we According got to our notes we don't have any um, any timeline. But yeah, that's exciting and mm-hmm. hopefully we'll see that sooner rather than later. Especially like once the gameplay kicked in I thought oh this looks really interesting. I think to begin yeah. with I was like this could be anything, you know, it was just someone talking quite dramatically at the camera and I was like okay, what how is this different from anything else I've seen recently? And then, you know, fighting all those weird sort of toys or animatronic looking things whatever mm. they were that looks looks a lot of fun so yeah, yeah i'm excited for that next we got a look at the first playstation vr 2 game we've seen this year from them which is metro awakening uh spin-off of the metro series that looked pretty good actually mm. um yeah. i was a bit sad it's a vr game playstation yeah, vr 2 game. Like metro. um but it looked pretty good and hopefully it will release and do really well and mm. maybe it'll come into other things that aren't just playstation vr 2 but yeah that's coming 2024 which was the better looking of the the VR, two, the VR yeah, two games. there were two so VR2 VR. games. Yeah, right? up next was Legendary Tales, which was a uh, an action role-playing game, PSVR2 again, of course, mm-hmm. uh, releasing on the 8th of February. I think this is very much supposed to be about how you can do, like, funny, like, chain together, like, funny attacks and use the physics and stuff. But even if that is what you're uh, aiming for principally in your video game, I don't think it's really an excuse for it to look quite as bad as it did graphically speaking Mm. like the textures look really weird and you know like make a game where you can do silly like action scenes like i've I've seen other similar vr games people posting stuff online of of, i I couldn't name them but like gorn is gorn one might be feel sounds yeah ones where people people like do there's like a a medieval one yeah there's that yeah. yeah there are a few games like that where it's all about just like making a spectacle of a fight scene yeah and that's fine but yeah it did look just a bit 
rough mm. in terms of its actual visuals. Seems to have co-op support. You could see another mm. player in there very briefly. Mm -hmm. um, it seemed like I was surprised it seems to imply that there's going to be some kind of story or narrative carrying you through because I assumed, like you just said, that it's if it certainly was presented as if it was some kind of toolbox yeah. or playground mm. where, you know, you're spell casting and, you know, flipping swords around and stabbing skeletons. skeleton in the head. Yeah. And, and there was like a Captain America shield as well. Yeah. So I bet people will make some fun videos out of this. Um, but uh, yeah, it didn't. I don't think it came across very well in that trailer. No. Which is a shame. And the sound as well. There was absolutely no sound except like the impact. So there was no like ambient noise or anything. No. Like when it began, the first like two or three hits, that's all you heard. And I just thought, oh, that sounds weird. Like there's, there's nothing other than the punch. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. It wasn't presented well, I don't think. No. I'm sure it'll be good though. Yeah. Uh, is it me? Yep. Yeah. Dragon's Dogma 2, mm. Peter. Yes. A uh, lot of walking in this, wasn't there? The world, I mean, in that, <laughs> in that trailer, there wasn't, but in the game, there will be. Yeah. Um, what did you think? I mean, it looks like more of the same. It's got that kind of, it, in a good way, you mm. know, it's it's got the um, the very much the feeling of the first game. It, it, in, a, in a sense, it looks very similar, but obviously just with with kind of more modern visual tech. Um, and yeah, you can climb on big monsters and stab them, and that looks good. The uh, the pawns sound like they're not as annoying. They don't talk in their weird la language. We might find aught of use. Just say <laughs> just say something. Just say we might find something of use. Why not? A curative will serve. Just just heal me. Don't don't say a curative <laughs> will serve. But yeah, it looked. I think it looked quite good. Mm -hmm. I'm going to play it, see how it is. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I got nothing to add. Yeah. Look, look good. Yeah, I'm not really interested in it. Yeah, but Fair I'm enough. sure you will enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, is it you now, Ashton? Oh, yes. Uh, next we had Rise of Ronin, which is the samurai type uh, game that's set in. Ancient Japan, not ancient Japan, feudal Japan. I can't remember. It's when they, it was, it's set in that, in that when, city when where the West they're open in, to, yeah. to trade. So yeah. it was around whatever yeah. that period yeah. was. Um, it is Rise of Ronin, isn't it? Is it, it not Rise of the Ronin? Rise of the Ronin, but I'm not sure. Maybe not. I think I'll, it is I'll Rise of the Ronin. There were a couple of typos in this. Um, this uh, source text that I got. But yeah, it's coming out on the 22nd of March, which we already knew, but we've got a look at some oh, combat own, and fun. some okay. different modes of transportation and traversal, which the traversal pretty looked fun. really fun, actually. Um, yeah, and you can have guns and you can have a flamethrower and you can also have swords. So if you like this kind of vibe that it was giving off, I think like it's going to like go... Yeah, I think it's going to go down really well. I, I love the way it looked and I think it seemed really interesting but I just know the combat won't be for me mm -hmm. so I'm probably not going to give this one a go but I can respect it from a distance yeah the traversal did look fun but I thought it was a bit goofy when he was like gliding along and then he whistled and the horse just emerged yeah, and yeah. he landed on Shamed it like, all of it together okay rappling hook fine. around I mean, as long as it's not not meant to be taking itself too seriously then that's fine I think but, it might be trying to take itself well that's yeah. the thing that's what I was worried about I was like why are you doing that in a game that you're probably going to take quite seriously mm. but I don't know getting get around the city looked fun though the grappling hook looks really versatile and uh, using that sort of wingsuit as well was pretty cool I loved I how the city I think we're going to see a lot of gliders in the next year you, you know how we Time. You know how we went for a phase where every game had a grappling hook? Yes. 
I think every game is going to continue to have a glider for a little I while. I like it. I like gliders. Yeah, I like gliders, it gliders are fun. Mm. Um, but I, I love the, the visual style of it, quite realistic. Mm. And I like seeing that that city realized. They said because of the nature of it being open to trade, it's an interesting mix of Western architecture and Japanese architecture. And you could see that. And that looks super cool. Mm. But then as soon as they got into the combat, I was... I was like, oh man, um, I do like challenging combat games, but also it looks really fast and yeah. uh, I couldn't get on with Sekiro and I'm not sure that that's going to be for me either, but it, it looks really cool. looks mm-hmm. like a very, very good game. So, Yeah. Uh, next, as you said earlier, we had uh, Until Dawn. Um, is this a remake or is it just a re-release? I think it's a remake. Really? Or is it, it might be a remaster. I don't know. It says here remake. I don't know if it is actually a remake. It looked to me like they had used, as I was saying earlier, the the sort of the skeleton of the previous game and just remastered it. I But I'm just going off what I thought it looked like. I'm yeah, it looked sure. exactly the same I'd be more me. inclined to say it was a remaster for PS5 and PC mm. more than I would say it was a remake. Yeah. Yeah. Because the way, if it is a remake, then I don't know why those characters were moving in the way they were. Because they... In, in a couple of places, they looked a little bit like Wink Wonk, I think. <laughs> I think it's a very strange decision to do. This has been like rumored for the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. hasn't it? And some were saying that all oh, this, that, you know, they may be trying to use this success to, to get a movie made, perhaps like a movie version of Until Dawn. I don't know if that's confirmed or that's gone anywhere yet, but certainly this, this release feels wholly unnecessary when PS5 is backwards compatible with PS5. I mean, porting it to PC, sure if it's not already there. But you can play the PS4 one on your PS5 right now. Mm. The only way that I'd be interested is if, if if it's enhanced by adding additional content, yeah. which I don't think they'll be doing. No. They'd have said that, I'd have thought. Looking at headlines from various sources, the more reliable ones are calling it a, re, uh, mas- <laughs> a remaster or re-release. Um, okay. uh, like Eurogamer calls it the remaster. Um, Everybody know the difference between a remaster and a remake. Whereas, you know, I'm seeing a few people calling it a remake, but it's true trophies. I don't know who they are, and they're probably not necessarily using the right terminology. There's a big difference between those So it's probably a remaster. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, I'm happy to play it again on stream with you guys because it's been a minute, and that's an excuse to do it. I've never played through all of it. Really? I think I started it, but I don't think I... I think I started it with some friends, and then I never got around to finishing it, so... Well... We'll have to do that then. We can replay it. How exciting. And then the biggest bit was dedicated to Death Stranding 2, officially titled On the Beach. I think it is a terrible subtitle. This trailer was interesting. That's one word for it. I have a full write-up here that I'm going to read because Mm -hmm. it it needs it because you wouldn't believe me if I told you what was in this trailer. (laughs) I believe this is a write-up from the Gamerant, actually. Yeah, yes. I slightly uh, chopped it, but mm-hmm. yeah, the words are originally from the Gamerant. Okay. The trailer prominently features Fragile, the owner of the Fragile Express courier company who aided Sam and his BB partner Lou on their mission to reconnect the scattered colonies of the United States of America. Another less friendly face returning in Death Stranding 2 is Higgs, the leader of the Homo Demens terrorist group, it might just be demons, terrorist group, I can't remember, who now sports a sort of rocker-like appearance. Is that Troy Baker? Yes. Okay. This trailer begins with Fragile and one of her associates recovering someone from the Death Stranding, only for them to suddenly awaken. 
From there, Fragile guides Sam through their new mobile base of operations as she explains that she has set up a new organization named Drawbridge to reconnect the world just as Sam did with the UCA. According to Fragile, Drawbridge is funded by a mysterious benefactor that Sam suspects is connected with the UCA. Bringing the world together in Death Stranding 2 will be easier said than done, as Sam will have to navigate all kinds of hostile environments and BTs. To help him on his new mission, Sam is equipped with a talking robotic puppet that Fragile says has useful knowledge and experience. Things take a sour turn when Sam finds himself face to face with the returning Higgs, who shows off his new jester-like face and explains that he now has an army of robots at his disposal to get revenge on Sam and Fragile. Higgs turns his attention towards Sam's puppet companion, and the BB pod still, still strapped to his chest, which prompts Sam to ask if Higgs killed Lou. Before Higgs can answer, one of his minions seemingly turns on him, prompting a fight that shows off some of Death Stranding 2's potential new combat. Oddly enough, the rogue unit giggles just like, ba just like Baby Lou did in the first game. From there, Sam and Fragile wonder about, where Lou, uh, wonder about Lou and decide to discover the mystery behind the former BB, and the scene changes to Sam holding his adoptive daughter as Higgs taunts him ominously. It continues, sorry. The cryptic Death Stranding 2 trailer then ends by returning to the patient from the beginning who is floating eerily as the drawbridge workers elaborate on where she came from while a mysterious woman watches Sam from the shadows. It skips over some of the weirder bits of the trailer in there. Well, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a write-up. Um, what did you think? Um, right, I think um, it's, it's bollocks. <laughs> uh, I think the whole thing's bollocks. Um, now, particularly this will be useful for those who are not from the UK. There are different ways that one can use the word bollocks. In fact, you can call something the dog's bollocks, and that means it's really good. Mm -hmm. I'm saying it's bollocks in the sense that it's nonsense. It makes no sense. I'm not necessarily saying it's bad for that reason. Um, but I think that anyone who likes this game, um, and there are many people who, or who likes Death Stranding generally, that's fine if you like it, but don't try and tell me that it isn't nonsense. Yes, um, I I concur. And, and or like, and I say nonsense. You know, some people will say, "Well, I understand it because I've, you know, I I know the story and I know what it means." I don't even mean necessarily that it doesn't ultimately make sense, but it is weird for the sake of weird. Hideo Kojima, at least with this game series, is a surrealist artist. That's what he's doing. But I think it's I I think it's not because the thing is about it, it is obviously very surreal. But I wouldn't call him a surrealist artist because sometimes it just feels like Hideo Kojima throws everything at the wall. He's put a pin and in the he doesn't and it doesn't matter if it sticks or not. It's Puppet. going in the game. Okay, yeah, yeah. whale tar. He's just picked some words. I can't even tell you how hard my eyes rolled when we had to watch that womb thing happened again and we saw a baby and then it opened its mouth and, and a, a spaceship flew out. I was like, no, drone. no. The thing is, the thing is, right, is that I can respect people for liking this game. Yeah. However, people who like these games like to make me feel stupid by telling me I just don't understand. And it's not that. It's that it's just complete rubbish. What's going on? Nothing makes sense. You can't just throw things at me and expect me to understand it. The first game... I kind of could relatively comprehend what was going on. You were a postman trying to, trying yeah. to, you know, bring together the cities of America. You, the baby thing was weird, but it, it made sense in the context of the universe. That makes sense. It had an idea. It had an identity, and it was weird. But at least the weirdness made sense in the world. 
Now I think we've just gone full weird and everyone's just seemingly fine with it and is making out on Twitter like we're the weird ones for not understanding it. And that's the thing I don't understand. Why is there a little puppet? What's he doing there? Tell me about the guitar battle. Right. I I tell you what, (laughs) right, not... I, I, I will even take that he was using his guitar as a weapon. I'm going to accept that and swallow that. But when, a, 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 I think like an axe was coming down on him and to dodge it, he spun it around his body first before he then like went for the for the stop. Yeah. And someone might say to me, yeah. well, what about these multiple examples I can think of where someone in Star Wars does something stupid with their lightsaber that is only for style? I agree, that's stupid. I'm not defending that. And I'm also saying that in Death Stranding, it's also stupid to do that. But also, like, sometimes when people have examples of them, the games that, the games or things they're referencing are things that you don't feel like they're taking themselves very seriously. Like, mm, Star Wars is true. a bit goofy in places, and it kind of knows it's a bit goofy. I think Hideo Kojima thinks that this is cool. And, like, he's like, yeah, this makes sense in the context of it. But I just don't understand the game. I don't understand the vibe. I don't understand the genre. I don't understand... Okay, it's a strand game. But you can't just say that. It has to mean something. It has to mean something. You have to be able to identify it. It can't even identify itself what it's doing with bits and pieces. It just doesn't make sense. It's like you've got one game happening, which was like the first game, the BB stuff, the goo, (laughs) the goo, and normal readers. That's one thing. And then you've got Troy Baker's Joker doing a guitar battle with a baby robot but the ba- the robot's not a baby the robot just is giggling like a baby what and you've also got a puppet that's got a funny little accent and moves with a different frame rate to the rest of the yeah, world yeah th- that's just the thing like it just how have these these two games are different things and Hideo's just gone and now we've got to deal with it the one other thing I will say to anyone who might respond to our um Rant, rant uh, with oh well, you're you know, just stupid. You you're, don't well, understand. Well, any, anything like oh, you know, well, I like the story, and you know, we don't understand it or anything like that. That's all right. I'll even take whatever defense you want to put at the story <laughs> and the Hideo Kojima's mind. But gameplay wise, I find the prospect of p- playing a Death Stranding game so boring. Mm. And someone might say to me. How can you possibly talk about how Death Stranding makes no sense if you've not sat down and played it and tried to discover, tried to, you know, you're not necessarily going to understand what a game is about just from the trailer. And that's all right. But if they say to me, well, you need to sit down and play it then. Well, I would do if it didn't involve walking across a wasteland for hours and hours, falling over because I've got the leaning Tower of Pisa (laughs) strapped onto my back. It doesn't look fun to play. Yeah. And if it was fun to play, I might be interested enough to sit down and find out what is going on in this weird world. I but agree. Anyway, Ben doesn't want to comment too it much. Sounds like you guys just don't get it, yeah. really, doesn't it? Yeah, Which it is does, a shame. It? But you've um, played the first game. Yes. And you know the story of the first game. In only the sense that one who's you finished the full game. Yeah, yeah you the finished the first game. Do you, Did you look at it, and there's anything that we've said that we don't understand or we think is silly... Do you think, well, if you played the game, you would have understood it? It's possible. It's <laughs> been a while since I played it. Yeah. It's been a while since it came out. And also, I was in a, I was in a very specific mindset playing that game. It yeah. may not have been conducive to absorbing 
Kojima's Squoogles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas someone who was having a fantastic time, for example, may well have been more receptive to the Squoogles. Yeah. Um, and so, hey, just, it's on the Wikipedia, yeah. I imagine, right? The Wikipedia? Yeah. yeah. Go give it a read. Yeah. Um, There's no way that even reading the Wikipedia would help me understand. I think that, no. quest- that trailer probably, even for people who are astute, um, what's the term? Uh, just students of mm-hmm. Death Stranding One. Well, everything I asked, I think it probably raised about a billion questions yeah. that they want answered. Everything I asked Fraser about, mm. he didn't answer my questions. I was like, "Why are they in grayscale at the beginning?" Nobody could tell me well, why. Alex Apparently said that it might be because they're on the beach and they're in a submarine. Maybe. But everything else in the spaceship was ha- still had color. It was just the people that were in grayscale. Fraser, why is there a puppet? I don't know why there's a puppet. There was also a so cat So why with am wings. I being told? There was a yeah, an oil cat that was licking up all the goo. Yeah, look, I like things that are surreal. I love live art and I love movies that are surreal. I just feel like everyone gives Hideo Kojima a pass because it's Hideo Kojima. And I just don't necessarily agree that we can just say, oh, he's a visionary. If if half the world is like baffled yeah. by what he's created. That's actually, you put the... You've hit the nail on the head. That's what makes me a bit cross about <laughs> Death Stranding. It's not just that it's weird. Because it, people would point to this conversation and say, look, it's generating a conversation. Yeah. How would you respond to that? Well, everything generates a conversation. Okay. If he'd made it, if he was just making a Death Stranding game mm-hmm. and he was like, I'm carrying on from the story, you know, there's the goose there, the, the babies are there, we're carrying on. And he hadn't put any of this bollocks with the puppet and the. Troy Baker's Joker, and none of that was in it. And the hands, that was weird. I didn't oh, like yeah, the, the hands, hands either. That was weird. I, I think we still would have talked about it in the sense of like, well, yeah, Death Stranding, what's going to happen next? Where can they go with it? They kind of have a universe that's, you know, got a law. What are they going to do with it next? Mm-hmm. It would have still generated a conversation and I wouldn't have been so angry. Some of the worst <laughs> things that have ever happened you in the world at, have generated a combat. Are you angry at Hideo or are you angry at the people who are who Well, that's what it. I was going to say. That's These where I think Ashton's got it for me is that the reason I get a bit cross about Death Stranding, even Death Stranding 1, is that, yeah, all right, it's fine if someone wants to make something like really weird and wacky like this, but it's when people then look at that and say, my God, this man, this auteur, like he is incredible. What what a work of art he has come up with here. That's what pisses me off. It's the same mentality that some people defend uh, or, or, or argue against, uh, which is when you see a, a canvas with just a flick of paint on it and it's like worth thousands and thousands of dollars and there's a, a book facetiously titled, or uh, it, yeah, well, it's not facetious, a book that's entitled Why Your Five-Year-Old Couldn't Have d- Painted That. And it's about like modern art and why why a canvas with a splatter on it is like, better than what your what your five-year-old could do mm-hmm. but like if i genuinely like in a, in a literal sense got my five-year-old to splatter a canvas with something and then gave it to hideo kojima secretly and then told him to put it on ebay people would think it was incredible whereas if i did they wouldn't and it's because of his history with mm. things like Metal Gear Solid and, you know, other stuff that he's done in the past, which, have, you know, he's got a, a, an amazing legacy. But I don't think that a, a product or a game or a piece of art or anything like that should stand solely on the success of the person who has done it. I agree. And what they've done in the past. It should, it ought to be 
you know, um, reviewed based on its its own actual quality. Yeah. Um, and I think if someone just makes something that's really weird for the sake of it and has what I think seems like very boring gameplay, I'm not. That's why I'm going to yeah. talk like this about it. I agree. I, yeah. I think if, if this game was made by just a random yeah. studio, you know, and I'm, this is a bad example, but if Ubisoft made this game, people would never stop ragging on it. Even the first one, I think people would never stop ragging on it. But because it's Hideo Kojima, people will look me in my eyes and tell me that I don't understand because I just don't understand art, to which I rebuke that statement. And I will sit in a room and watch a woman stare in someone else's eye for an hour and, and be moved by that moment. But I will not see a little puppet man moving at a different frame rate and have you look me in my face and tell me I'm stupid. He's just a little guy. He's just a little guy. Just but a little why guy. is he there? He doesn't want there? to dangle from the butt. He wants to be around the front. But Your butt looks Sam, really? Is he there? I don't, we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? It's not long. I'm not going to see. I won't see. Oh, but you won't be able to escape. No, you it, won't, though. unfortunately. No. Um, we will be seeing the little, just the little guy around for a long I've time. I've really to got come. myself heated up. I'm sorry, I got so angry. It is warm in here. That's okay. Listen, I think you guys made some great points there, and I'm sure everyone will be very um, level-headed in the comments. Uh, I won't be reading the comments. So say what you like. <laughs> Not today, not yeah, on this not video. on this one. I'm definitely not. Kojima's reading. doing something else, though. Maybe yeah. I don't know what it is. Even he couldn't describe it. Well, as usual, yeah. He's making three games. Yeah, the man's must be. Tired. I want OD. I want the Xbox one. That one looks. That sounds interesting yeah, and game. scary, and like I want to see what he does there. Not mm. personally interested in Death Stranding too. Um, but or <laughs> how dare you? Or necessarily the cheek, or necessarily even this new tactical espionage action game, which is Metal Gear Solid, but it isn't Metal Gear Solid yeah, for obvious reasons. Different. But then it might be a movie. He's trying to create like the next stage of video game evolution. It, there's like a drone shot that zooms out at the end, and it turns out he was on a film studio the whole time. So yeah. it's going to be like part movie, part game. I have I just. Please just make games. Yeah, why, why didn't he just say, "I'm making a new action"? Just make a, make a movie, or or make, or make, or, movie, make yeah. or make a game. Well, you know, no, you can make both. You can make an interactive movie game. We love an interactive movie. Yeah, game. to be but fair, he's copying act, Wells' interactive. You can't yeah. act like this is the first time it's ever been made. What everything he was saying, I was like, these are not new things. A movie yeah, that is true. also a game is not a new thing no. per se. And this is another thing that I'm going to get into now. Yes. But sometimes he just says things like they're the first thing that's ever happened. <laughs> and everyone's like, this man's a wizard. And I'm like, no, he's not. He's not a wizard. We've seen it before. Don't make me cry. I will cry. But so, it's just, I just don't understand it. We don't. All new strand genre. We do not know what this tactical espionage thing is going to be. PlayStation are involved. Herman Holst looked like he was in the presence of Jesus Christ himself. He, yeah. he could barely look Hideo in the eyes. He was so enamored with this man. Um, we don't know what that will be. And that concluded the state of play. And we were told that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will be uh, getting some news on the 6th of February. Is, is he getting a dedicated state of play as well, maybe? I'm not I don't, they said it, they didn't say that it was dedicated, but they said okay. that's all they specified was coming on the 6th. So whether there's anything else, I don't know. Probably yeah, actually, not. Do you yeah, want to take a walk? I just, I'm just sad. Yeah. Because people are going to be so angry at me. That's mm. all right. Well, you know, I people know, are angry. Just, people get angry. Uh, I just feel like everyone needs to chill out about Kojima. Like, I just... 
They might think that we need hype. to chill out about yeah. Kojima. But yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. But and I have no comments. No, no, you dare. Then scared. I was. Uh, I voiced my opinions loudly and proudly about the first game, and I had my reckoning. And I'm not interested <laughs> someone... in. I'm not interested in weighing in on this one at all. The thing is, I know whatever someone says, like I don't. I don't care because I know that I'm how right. I feel is <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> There we are, everybody. Thank yeah. you so much for listening slash watching this extra long podcast. Yeah. Uh, we hope you found our discussions insightful and interesting. Let us know what you thought of everything we spoke about in the comments below. There's a few places you can find us on the internet, though, if you'd like to get in touch. You can find us on YouTube.com and Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. We stream over on Twitch and all of our videos go out on YouTube. Uh, if you've got Amazon Prime, you are paying for a bundle that includes a Twitch sub. So spend that on us at no extra cost and you get all the usual benefits uh, that you would get if you spend $5 dues or whatever it is. I think it's $5, isn't it? Look how many pound. podcast producers we've got now as well. Yeah, Incredible. Yeah, You lot are amazing. Thank you so much. Um, if you want to go on our Twitter, our Facebook, our Instagram, or our TikTok, it's all at Team Triple Jump. And our Patreon is, of course, patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Triplejud.mup is our website. That's where you can find links to everything, including our careers tab. Go apply for that video editor position that closes next Sunday. Right? Mm -hmm. Next mm -hmm. Sunday. The 11th of February. Excellent. And we hope to see some of you in Insomnia, at Insomnia, sorry, as well. Don't necessarily, we do not encourage anyone to make a special trip just to see us because we'll be there doing stuff. So we won't be able to like hang around with people all the time. But, but we'll if you're there around. anyway, say hello. Yeah. yeah. We'll see, hopefully see you there. And why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms and we'd really appreciate it. Peter, tell us about the sponsor again, please. Uh, hey, look out for all those invasive plants that are coming from perhaps from the tropics or from other rainforesty oh, areas. No. Oh. Don't worry, though. The Countryside Squad kill the jungle weeds. will come and kill the jungle weeds. Thank God. Thank God for them. That's a relief. We'll see you soon, everybody. Take care. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.